Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yes, here we go. I've got my big mate, James McPake. How you doing, mate? All right? All right. Probably going to be your most boring one. No chance. No Fair chance, way. man. By the way, this is a site that will fucking haunt Dundee fans, isn't it? I'm not so sure. I'm telling you, I told you that. I think they liked you. No, they didn't. You can none. No, they did. You were just... They went through a wee bad spell. and But great to play with, as I told you. Just give you the ball all the time. Took it, cause I, no, because I was rubbish on it, so it was either geek to you, Tom, or Gowser, so it was, it was great for me. We signed the same day, what a day for the club, eh? Aye, I remember walking in and seeing you, you were there with your brother, I can remember walking in and you had the gold Rolex on, I thought, boys, you must have a bit about him, so I can't wait to get playing with him, and, and then you started talking to me and I'm, I went away going, I didn't know you, but I felt like I knew you forever, and then I went and away and I came home and I said, I hope I'm not sitting next to him. And what? You could Disney shut up. <laughs> First day in it pre-season, bang, next day. <laughs> Mate, what a corner that was. Who was it? Me, you, Jeebsy, Tomo and uh, Jim McAllister, wasn't it? Aye, it was good. Gowser a couple up as well. well uh, it was not. It was a good dressing room actually, wasn't it? At the start, I liked that when, year, mate. It was a good laugh. first get in, it was it How was did good. we pass the medicals, man? You were fucked as well, weren't you? Aye, no, I hadn't played. and To be fair, I had... I had a weird medical, the weirdest medical I've ever had, actually. I got a phone call to go up. I had Dundee White to speak to you. So I went up and Paul says, oh, we're going to go and do a wee bit of running. What? I'd done the bleak test. <laughs> For your medical? I hadn't even said, I hadn't even spoke about money. <laughs> right, mate, we're going to start on your early days. Came to at Livingston. Well, I was going to say what was our youth set like, but it must have been horrendous because they thought you were a centre forward. Aye. Oh, mate. The worst centre forward ever. I was basically <laughs> the same centre forward as I was as a centre back, which wasn't very good, but I could either it. I was actually quite quick before my injury, so I could run, and I liked to tackle. But I, I can get on. I can genuinely remember Paul Lambert saying to me, "I'm fed up with you flicking it on for your cell and chasing it." <laughs> and, so, but you smashing up, bro. I was trying to like that. I didn't know anything. I don't, I don't know, right? I ran about like things like that, and good, in the youth team, it was all right and good, and I scored the odd goal now and again, um, and. It was alright until, but I needed to, I need moved. Man. So who, who moved you, Lambert? No, it was Archie Knox, because we just had a big squad, and to be fair, Archie loved all that. See, he came in with Richard Goff, and he loved like, just people smashing each other in training and all that, and it was just tackles, and he got the place gone, and 
play too many players. So one day he says to me, I'm going to play you in a reserve game at centre-back. I think it started at training. He's doing all right. He said, I'm going to play you. Done all right. Blah, blah, blah. And then for their own, I, I, I used to play in the reserves as a centre-back and get put on as a sub for the first team. Up front. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was good. And thank God he changed me, man. Or I, I certainly wouldn't be sitting here now. But what he's got there as well is good older pros. Uh, you had them as well at Livingston. Who was good for you? Marvin Andrews? Burton O'Brien was really good to, to all the younger ones. Yeah. Um, what old, advice and stuff like I, that? Although Burton was quite young mm. at the time, but he'd got his move and it was a big move to Blackburn in the Premier League at the time and then he'd come back up. But he was really good with really, me and Scotty McLaughlin and that. He, Burton was one of the good ones. Um, going back through. Any assholes? Woods. Was there? Aye. Like, and that. Then and look. No, not so much. It was probably back to the way it was then. Like, I don't know why he sat and hammer people, but they, they were just the way the younger ones got treated. The mm. same way it was at, at Celtic. But not so much arseholes, but they just didn't treat you very well. Derek Lally was great. Yeah, He was one that was great with the young ones, but there were certain ones, like Roddy McKenzie just had no time for the younger ones. Mm. But come back to bite him in the arse, because Roddy come back when all the young... were old. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> So there was me, Snoddy Dorns, Murray Davidson and all that were all then playing in the first team and Roddy was a goalie, so it was kind of a bit of, well, we'll treat you the way you treat us. Mm-hmm. Um, Love never, that. Never spoke to us, so like, I think by the time Roddy, when Roddy left, whatever, by the time he came back, I was a captain, so it was just a kind of, always had that in my head, well, you were a bit of a knob to me. Probably know the right way to be, mm-hmm. but it didn't affect his own the picture or whatever, but we just didn't, I certainly didn't have that much respect for him in terms of the dressing room. Quite right, mate. Uh, right, Richard Goff came in, big gorgeous, we've had him on here. Some man, isn't he? He was good, actually, like, for me, because, again, he he came in with Archie, obviously, uh-huh. and he, he would say that, like, he would tell me to go out and just, I want the, the first thing he does to, to tackle somebody. God, I was a striker. <laughs> he was going, it, it was all right. And, but but they must have seen that, or, or something that, or they must have seen I wasn't very good up front, but I could maybe run and chase people a bit, because I was quite quick. He gave me a new deal. I played a few games, he, he gave me my first start. No, I never did. it was Alec Cleland and, and Robbo the week before, Graham Robertson the week before, um, that gave me that when they were in temporary charge. But then Goff played me the next week and we started me. And I got a few, a few starts under him, a few games under him. Um, but he put me on at centre half once against Big Hartson. It was Archie, I can remember Archie. Celtic were at Almondville and I think they were only about, I can't even need to look back, but 10 minutes to go. Big Hartson had scored one at a time and Archie said to me, right, just go on, just man mark John Hartson, don't give him a kick, he scored a hat trick. <laughs> I walked He's off. so strong, isn't he? Oh, he was brilliant, man. And I walked off and Archie just said to me, hi, you done well, son, but he scored two goals. <laughs> <laughs> and I had asked him for his strip. Next minute, the door chapped and it was the Celtic kit man, I can't remember what his name was at the time, whatever. But, John uh, Clark at the winner. That's for number 22 and I just seen Archie looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> and just, oh, no. That's what it's all about, man. Getting stripped. Big John had sent it in, so fair play to that. Um, was it hard for uh, Richard Goff at the time? Because Pierce Flint was the owner. Was he not a bit of a madman as well? Aye, but like, for what? I remember, what I can remember of it was that Archie done a lot of it. Archie took the training, and a lot of the training. Goff got involved in a lot of it. Goff was still fit by him. Aye, he was, but. Archie was just, Archie didn't care, like, the job was to come in and, and get, keep Livingston up, and they'd done that, and they were, I can, I can, Archie would just say it, so I think the rows were maybe with, with Archie for things not being done right, like if the players weren't getting the bonuses or whatever, that 
because they had said that. So Pierce was, I remember one time, I can't remember if that was under Paul Lambert or, or Goff. It might have been Lambert, but he came in, is it Hurling? They play in Ireland and he came in with a Hurling stick. Gen- this is genuine. Well, so the boys are all sitting in the dressing room, he walks uh, in He called a meeting because um, <laughs> we were getting beat. I think this was under Paul, Paul Lambert. And Paul wasn't, Paul Lambert wasn't in the meeting, but Pierce wanted to have the meeting with the players, which was up to he was paying the wages uh-huh. sometimes. Um, so he came in and, and he had this hurling stick. He says, you know what, I'd love to put you on a bag. And just a bin bag, it was big enough to fit his on, hit his with this hurling stick. <laughs> and we were all shitting us. Aye, right. And so, so many senior boys, you could see that. I was terrified, I was only young. Uh-huh. And then he, we had a boy, Gabor Vinci. Um, I think he actually played for... Hungary, was Hungarian internationalist, I think, and he says, and see you, Gabor, I've got a, I've got a sponsor that's, that, that says he'll pay, so the next time you pull out a tackle, if I shove this hurling stick up your ass, the sponsor will pay for you to go back to Bucharest, and Gabor put his horn up and done, boss, I'm not from Bucharest, I'm from Budapest. <laughs> Or the other way about, whatever one was what. <laughs> and that just, everybody burst out laughing and it just killed Pierce. Pierce we were all gone. Like, what are you doing anyway? The chairman walked in saying you're wanting to hit your players with a hurling stick, Gabor. And be fair, he probably, Wait, I love that he's got the boss to put his hand up and aye, correct him. Anyone else would have just oh, yeah, I don't think he cared. He was on, but he was, again, then they were paying big money. He was on big money and he was a good player, to be fair. And to be fair. I can't remember him pulling out of many tackles because he was... Forever booting people, and you, you, you might remember him, he had long blonde hair, big long throw in, huh? but he was, he, was, he was decent. And but that's what that's the, the, the things that was going on at that club at the time. We were getting can you all right your team down, and and we'll, we'll, we'll oh, I, was I, that happening back then? Write your team down, we'll I, see who's I write your team down, we'll read it out. And he's gone, we can't do this. But the good thing, we had some senior players, about another one as well, where they brought in. Darius Dovchek. This is going on to when Mark Proctor was the manager, as right. the, the director of football. And we so I think we were in the, we get relegated by then. Mark Proctor was the, he was brilliant, different class, top coach, him and Curtis Fleming. Um, they were good, and that's when Snoddy and Griffiths was there and there about at the times as well. We had a good team. Uh-huh. Um, so we, now now I think it was against Dunfermline. So we come in and <laughs> he's going Mark Proctor didn't say and the only time Darius Dovchek had come in. So basically, hardly had any even met him. I don't know for whatever reason, Pierce or whatever brought him in, but he was a direct, the new director of football at the club. So he's sitting and he's going through the full team at half time, and we're going, what's going on here? So he's saying, he's a this, he's a that, whatever. And Dave, so I'm sitting, I'm sitting here, Dave Mackay's sitting there, and Dave just done fuck off. And Darius Dovchek turned around to me and done, who are you tell me to fuck off? Like that. And I'm like that. I never tell you to fuck off. But I'm telling you to fuck off now. She went, and the place just erupted. She said, what are you doing in here anyway? Like, Did you say that to me? Aye, it's none of day with you. And then Dave started. And you've got Snoddy going, Dorns is in the place. But it was the best thing that ever happened for Mark Proctor. Because he was never back in the dressing room. Right. And, and the, the good thing about, about Livy at the time was Vivian. Vivian Kyles was there. And Vivian was good, in my opinion. She, so I think me and Dave went to her and just says, look, that can't happen. That was undermining the manager and never seen him again, and that was it, so I think he became the director of football, he went back to Poland or whatever, but you never seen him, uh-huh. but 
Bad then, times, eh? But then he tried to sign me, Dorns and, and Dave. <laughs> and I, I still think it was to get us to get us done, like get us out there. Get and, in and get uh, you shot or something. Mad times. And then another big name, mate, as you said, Paul Amber came in. Must have been absolutely buzzing when you heard that a, a top player like him was getting getting the job. I was, I was buzzing, I was got it a wee bit as well, because I liked I liked Archie. Uh-huh. I liked Richard Goff as well, but I, I really liked Archie. But Lambert coming in, your European Cup winner, like top player, whatever. Um, we come in and again, I started his first game as a striker up front, myself at Ibrox. I'm going, man, Jesus! It's, and it was it was the season they. Who were you up against? Sorry, up front again. Fan fans first game. Remember Jose Pierre? Fan fan and Big Marv. Oh, that was the two. Oh. Imagine that. We were playing high boys up, man. I'm ducking. Anyway, like running about. It was red hot. It was a, remember Scott McDonald scored for Motherwell the year before. Uh-huh. Rangers won the league. So yeah. it was the first game of the season. Flagging up. The place was bouncing, man. I think they won about 4 nothing. <laughs> Did you get a touch now? <laughs> no. No, I don't. So 60 minutes half. Um, but and I think that's when he was saying, like, that was when he first noticed. I was, I maybe got a couple of flick ones and chased them. But, but still started at that, and I think he liked that that bit the running about. But he, like, I played in a few reserve games with him, but he like, he trained a bit in that, and I think it was only then I realised. Obviously, he's a, a top top player, world class player. He yeah. won the Champions League, but see when you seen him in training, he's amazing, and he was isn't he? wow. He's my favourite player as oh, a young boy. Was, and he, he ended up playing for Livy in games. Did he? How did he play? Aye, because we were that bad, and you must have been thinking because he'd only retired for Celtic that season and he think I need to try and help and, yeah. and he did help to be fair but he, I played in a I can remember a reserve game and it was we played Dundee United and Billy Dodds was still at Dundee United and this was the kind of thing Lambert would say to me anyway I don't feel like me or no but I had a couple of conversations when I ended up he went to Norwich and they were in the same league at Coventry at the time and, but I'm going to be half you you're talking shite but he, <laughs> he says to me uh, before the game we're playing Dundee United in a a reserve game when it was a, and Billy Dodge was playing. So I'm playing centre back at the time. Again, as I normally was in the reserves and, and Billy Dodge was playing. Lambert came up to me, she's just gonna tell you something. It was in front of everybody. She's go out and enjoy it today and that and she's but see if he runs away for you once, I'm releasing you. <laughs> <laughs> and I am looking at him and you could never tell what well, it was always the same like, and, uh... and I'm going, right, and he says, I'm fucking serious. He says, you see, if the club don't want to pay you off, I'll pay you off myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm sitting going, I'm thinking to myself, Billy Dodge is a good player. <laughs> He's a top player, I know, man. And I'm in my head. You're shitting yourself every I'm, time he runs at you. Is he still, what's he like? I'm trying to go through my head. And, I was scared to ask him, is he, is he quick? Is he in? But I was going out to a reserve game shite myself, thinking, if Billy Dodge runs away from me once, I'm getting released. Uh, why can why you not make it work at Livy? Just players not good enough at that time. Um, Fake, he's went on and I, I think he's had a really good career um, But as a, as a coach and a manager as well but I don't know if maybe coming in and he, he'd work with Martin O'Neill and the, the top players at Celtic and maybe coming in and expecting us to be able to do that and we weren't a great team at the time either yeah. um, and I think he got to the point where he, he maybe just thought no, look, this isn't working at the minute and to be fair I think um, if I remember right he walked, he wasn't exact he, yeah. He walked for, I think he just says, I'm not doing it right or whatever, but he went away and obviously learned for it and he's went and done great. But probably just, it was his first job, he had come straight out of, I don't even think he was doing much, I think he was still a player at Celtic yeah, right up until the end. Yeah, he just went straight in the job, you're right. Uh-huh. So that, that would have been tough for him. 
Um, I think he would admit that at any level, no matter how good you are as a player. I think getting into a first team dressing room would be tough, and maybe maybe that didn't help him. But because he's coaching and that was good, mm. he had some really good ideas, and I just think it was done to the players, if I'm honest. And then John Robertson came in, shite the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Paddy's story? Aye. <laughs> Did he do that, Olivia? No, it wasn't so much in the bus, but he would get into the toilet. But I can't say, he's one of the managers in my league now. Um, <laughs> done well, is it Inverness, isn't he? Aye, he had, the first time he done well as well up there, he won the yeah. league, I think. And Robbo was my coach in the youth team as well. Oh, was he right? Aye. So Robbo, really good coach. Yeah. Um, when we were in so going back to when Jim and Davey and that were, were the manager, Robbo was there. Some massive names, mate. A young kid, Lambert, Goff, Knox. John, John Robertson, Robertson really good coach, enthusiastic, and he came back as a manager. And that, that was difficult, I think, because again, going back to what it was like, is he, the way they would treat you as youth players, like the skirting board wasn't clean, so you were into five. No, it was Evans, and then he'd, he'd come back and he would be, he'd be, the manager then and still probably looking at me, Dolan, Snoddy, whoever, as a young kid. Mm. And, but he had to play as in the first team. And so that, that took a wee while, but in the end, it, and to be fair, he had the balls to, to play me at centre-back in the league and then give me the chance for that. So so he was good. good As you say, I think he's a great manager, but must be the only manager in history that would send Snoddy on loan to Stirling Albion. <laughs> they didn't get on, did they? <laughs> no. Um, I think you're right in that. that that's... Um, I don't think I'm overstepping the mark here. Um, I, I don't want to come on and criticise other managers because it's my job's hard enough and I've been criticised enough and rightly so because at times I've been really poor. But why would you send Snoddy on loan anywhere? <laughs> Never mind, it's still an album and we're at Livingston. Could you believe it when you got? No. no. But could you see it coming? Like, were they arguing quite a bit? Well, to be fair, they were arguing. Snoddy offered them a square go. Did he? Um, Aye, in the dressing room. <laughs> says, like, like, an argument happened, the Snoddy says, right, one then me and you, square go. Says, and if you don't want to see me, if you don't want to see me not fuck out you in the dressing room, I'll take you into your office and we'll have a square go. <laughs> that, That's that, tremendous. That was, that was Snoddy. And Snoddy was being serious. But I just think he got to that point where he, he probably couldn't believe he wasn't playing. Mm. And we couldn't believe he wasn't playing. But look, managers have that with players and... He went and he got Sterling Albion promoted and I went to the final and it was, I think it was Cody and David Bingham up front and for the ones that, can you remember Bingham? Bingham a player as well, mate. What a player Bingham was. I know, and like, because he was at Livy even when, when they were in the Premier League when they finished third and I go, fuck what, Sterling Albion, we would take the two of them Did back. It? And the two of them are playing for Sterling Albion, the league below us, but for, nobody can believe that for Snoddy, that was for me the way, the way that, that came about in the way Snoddy got treated at the very end at Livy for me was just madness because you look at what he's went on and done and Snoddy was great in the dress Snoddy wasn't there were no badness nah. Snoddy was brilliant but he was serious and he trained hard and he was even then he was a good a good. I, I, I was going to say you could you tell that he would do what he's done no no, I couldn't tell he would go and like move for four, six or eight million pound or whatever because yeah. you can but you could tell the same way I think like I said about Griffiths when he was young Dorans I always thought Dorans was the one. Like, you know, I that, loved Dorans when he was younger. And he, for me, like, and it's not that the two of them were, they were brilliant. And if I had to, I picked one that would have went on and played as much as they have, if both of them have in the Premier League, I'd have said Dorans, just for whatever reason. Everybody's got a preference, but mm. them could have done it. But 
Uh, right, just last bit on Livingston, mate. Was it a shame to see how far they'd fallen when, obviously, you were, you were there when they were third or paying the big wet wages. When you leave, you see the state the club's in. Was it, was it sad to see? Aye. It was, it was. But I think it was all down to our own mistakes as well, a lot of it. Because it, it was a good club with real good people. Um, but there you go, you had Robert Snodgrass that you sold to Leeds with a, with a sell on clause, and two mad Italian owners come in and, and sell the sell on clause to. Or that might have been Dorne. One in them anyway, they had a sell on clause 30% to. I think it was Snoddy. Whatever, one in them anyway, but they had a sell on clause of 30% and they end up selling that for 10 grand just to get some money in. Oh my Snoddy God. moves for whatever he moves for. So. Have I got sympathy for them as a club for the fans? Aye, yeah. but no for the, no for the owners. Like the owners were the Italians were, like they were mayhem, man. Like, Any stories about that? No, like we'd, we'd get our wage slips and said, "Yeah, these go boys are getting paid, and the wages would never come in." And <laughs> Roberto Landi came in and he he came out in the paper and said we would have a in the Champions League in three years. We, we're reading the paper. <laughs> I mean, and it got to the point with me and Dave Mackay, we we weren't, we, and this isn't right. Um, our attitudes weren't right there, but we weren't getting paid, so we had kind of, our heads had gone and boiled on my shape all the time. Oh, fuck me. But, and, and it had all had to start, and you know, the Astro at the back of Livy. Uh-huh. So it would be like, had a wee, I can't remember the guy's name, Victor Bellini or something, but to be fair, I think this boy was a player, he 600 games in Serie A for teams and all that, where Roberto Landy was a goalie that played junior or something. But... They had, so that we Victor would chip the ball in and we had to, so what we had to do, they would shout if it was a clearance or if we had to take it down and play a phase. Yeah. So if they'd shout clearance, it mean Dave, we'd boot it out of the fence. And it, like, that's the point it got to. It got, one, one story as well, because Lee Griffiths was here, so they'd me, Dave, Lee Griffiths and Murray Davidson, and it was rumoured teams were looking at us, and one month we were the only ones that get paid. Like, just to keep you happy like aye but we're walking into the dressing room and all the boys no paid again and I'm going I got paid <laughs> and horrible, Dave's right? going I get paid too oh, so we had to go and like this isn't it right and yeah. it wasn't it was a sh- it, they were an absolute shambles but I'd signed that deal and so I'm looking and going I'm not getting paid here so I, ph- I phoned I think I phoned the physio or what and I said like, I've, I've got diarrhoea I'll not be in tomorrow it was me Keegan Jacobs I got him to bring my boots uh-huh. he came and met me uh, at Deer Park, flew down to Coventry. So I'm sitting in Coventry and I have a physio's phone, how are you feeling and all that? So I'm feeling all right, blah, 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 all that stuff. And then eventually the deal got done. As long as I said I signed a non disclosure that I can't speak about the Italians, which pff, doesn't matter now, I don't know what they're doing anyway. Um, <laughs> they own the Tony Macaroni, didn't they? I put Livingston now. No, no, they own it. No, I'm not sure. No, they the fuck no, but they used to take us up there for a pre-match. I know they, they still do that, but they used to do that. And Mate, we stayed in a hotel for a month for pre-season in Livingston. <laughs> but I swear, because that's what they done. Every day we sneaking out. Imagine staying... Like, I'll have to tell you, what, 20 minutes away? Dave Mackay stayed eight miles through the hotel. And he, they, that's what they done in Italy. They went in months training camp. Can't, you probably heard about the cameo, mate. So we had and the captain. I was the captain. Nobody could get up and leave, but until the captain had finished. Uh, we so done that as well. Dave said, like, "Fuck yes, man! Any chance you hurrying up?" And I'm going, Dude, "I'm not hungry." And in the end, I had to go and say, like, "This isn't right," and whatever. But um, so we're at one. So I, I went down and they're phoning me, "You're right," and whatever, and blah blah blah, signed the deal and. They done as long as he signs a non-disclosure. 
So I had to send a fax, but the fax was obviously coming through for Coventry's stadium. When <laughs> but, you'd said you'd had diarrhea and you were in the house. Aye, so I had to send it to my sister. My sister had to <laughs> doctor it, send it to Livingston. And then if I, if I gave up my last month wages, that so I, I accepted that. I hadn't even paid for three months, and they were wanting me to give up my last month's wages. So I says, aye, that's fine, but I was, I just wanted to do it. Um, because we weren't getting and I felt terrible because there were boys here no getting wages and, and it went on like that and and, and they, they they ruined that club for a while and it's, it's good to see that it's back, and back then it. but they were, they were an absolute disgrace and right mate Chris Coleman signed you I think he's a he's a ledge man aye, did you get that initial impression how was he when you first met him obviously he was a centre half as well wasn't he aye yeah. how was he when you first met him impressive aye beautiful wasn't he like he's, aye, handsome man isn't aye, he's like he's we we had a club. Normally, you get into football clubs and all the players are the main men and that. But and we had some big hitters at the time. But yeah. he he was the main man. Um, in my opinion, in there, just for the way he carried his sale, he was top top man. Um, genuine guy, honest, hard. He could. Well, be, as in hard, what going through people? Or uh, when he needed to, and I never see I seen it once at me, and genuinely like, like, talk about being scared of Davy Hay. I was scared of him. Um, what did he say to you? Like, just not fucking good enough? Aye, but it was me and Richard Wood. You know, did you know play with Richard Wood? Uh, Richard Wood, uh, Playing against Leicester, and that was a big derby. That's your biggest derby. 2 0 doing it half time. And at half time, and I think I've told you the story. When he's, so he comes, and he was good with the centre backs. Always really good because he was a centre. And he would always stick up for us, seeing like, he'd come in, and if it wasn't for your centre backs, he would be fucking 3 0 doing or whatever. But this game, the two is were, were poor. I think Andy King had scored the two of them. We were getting, we were getting battered. He took his belt, undone his belt. He does all the fucking show some bollocks of Perry's. Look at he's, he's are getting bullied. I'm sitting. He was screaming right in my face. And were his balls in your face? No, no, <laughs> no. They'd have covered them. I think but they were that big. Um, no, he just kind of done it for the effect. Show some fucking bollocks, you pair. I'm going, wow. And because I'd never been, I'd never had a rollicking off him. Yeah. And he's, he was, he was. That and we ended up drawing two each. I scored in the game, but I had to do something, man. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was, I was scared. No, but he was brilliant. Aye, great. But Steve Keane was his assistant. Uh, great coach as well. Steve was Hutt. Steve Keane a good coach? Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Top top coach. And I felt I felt sorry for Keane when he went to Blackburn and he got all that because he had the daft owners as well. Remember? Yeah, the Venkies, uh huh. And. And Keno got a load of a load of stick for that, but what, what a coach he was. And the subs will tell him what happened when he got sacked. <laughs> um, look, and this, that, that, uh, there's a reason for this story, and if Coventry fans end up here, and they'll think it's a fuck about it, wasn't it? Because we play, we actually, I think it was that season, by about March, we went on a great run, and Cardiff were in six, which was the playoffs, and we were, I think we were a point behind Cardiff, and we played them on a Tuesday night. We went 1-0 up, so we'd have jumped them. Yeah. We went 1-0 up, they won 2-1. Um, so they ended it, that one point then became the four-point swing. And we won, it was then seven. Yeah. So that was kind of close to think we are going to make the playoffs here. Down in it, whatever we finished. But I think it was what season, another nothing game for both teams. And Chris had played, he played a few of the kids and whatever, and we got battered 3-0. I think it was 3-0, 3 or 4 we had the end of season awards that night, which all clubs do, so it was fine. Like, yeah. We had no idea that, that this was going to happen. And we all get a text, a meeting, can everybody come out of the training ground the next day? So we all come in and he was there and 
Ray Ransom, who was the chairman at the time, he spoke first and he says, look, I'll, I'll go on record and say I was one of the board members that voted against this. I, I didn't want this to happen. Um, I still believed in, in Chris, blah, blah, blah. And, but Chris Coleman just came in and says, now look, lads, I'm leaving. Well, they're sacking me. Thanks for everything. We were all gutted, but genuinely, because yeah. it, was, it was our fault. It, it wasn't it wasn't the manager's fault. So at that point, we're just sitting about the train, shaking horns and that, and, and blah, blah, blah. And he must have just thought, you know what? Fuck this. He thought he'd done, and he had done a good job. Uh-huh. Celt Scott Dance, Celt Danny Fox, Celt Kieran Westwood, Celt Aaron Gunnarsson. Was about to sell Ben Turner. All these types of people. He brought all these players in, uh-huh. um, him and his scouting department. And because, and I think that because of that game, the board panicked. And you look at the state of the board, it's still the same board. Yeah. Taking away Ray. Ray was good. Reinvented Prozone and all that, I think. Did I he might have? be wrong in that, but he brought that out. Um, and he put a lot of money into Coventry. And Chris Coleman was his appointment. So I think he was a bit gutted. And walking out the door, but he chased, I think me and Ben were walking. He says, you fancy a beer? Ben Turner. Um, he said, aye. He says, right, get, get a few of the boys. A few of the staff were going to go and, go and, go and get a beer, so, oh God. so I'm phoning Don and saying, right, I'm Don, manager's been sacked, I can see it, it's towards Sky Sports News, whatever, so I say, I'm, I'm great, I'm going to go out for a beer. Like, what are you talking about, you're going out for a beer? Like, it doesn't sound right and people say some professional, but he's just been sacked. I don't so, think that, I don't think so that's wrong, see, I think that's brilliant. So end of season, he's, and, so there were four or five, uh, maybe more than that, about six is maybe, six or seven of the players. So we went to a wee beer garden that we went in and he got the we go to play shut off. I spoke to Ben Turner last night about this, and Sonny, Sonny Coleman is Chris's boy that he's an agent now. Right. I say, think Chris would mind me telling this story? And ben says, no, he'll, he'll know. Um, so they go to the pub shut, wee beer garden at the back, Lucas Djokovic, I think it was, it was a Duke who had a guitar, just like Slaney was sitting there. Uh-huh. So the Duke's sitting playing the guitar, we were all sitting singing. And at the start it was weird, because Sitting, look, they're all sitting drinking, look, and it was dead sombre, and, uh-huh. they'd, and the gaffer's like, ah, come on, boys, let's make a day of this. So <laughs> we're sitting, and stop calling me gaffer now, I'm sacked. <laughs> <laughs> folk are phoning him, and he's like, fuck him. <laughs> Love <laughs> that. Fuck him. Boys, we're having, right, phone's off, come on, everybody, phone's uh-huh. off. So we're sitting, and the, right, what song, whatever, we're all sitting singing. But nobody could see because the pub was shut, but I think that just told you, it was all the heady staff there. Like the physios were there, the people were there, all the people that I think he that he liked and trusted were there that day and, and we, we sat for whatever, all day with him and, and that, that, that summed for me, Chris Coleman up as a man that it wasn't for the sake he wanted to get in the piss, he wanted to take the ones out that he thought done well for him yeah. for the one last time because he wasn't going to get to do it. Brilliant. And he just, just a... A genuine great guy. What about when you and the boy turned over in the lift and he thought he was all got it and he was devastated nah. <laughs> I can't tell that for one because folk will think, but no, we were in the we were in the lift and we're playing. It's my biggest regret and I tell Don this as well. Holly Willoughby was in the lift. Not at the same time, but she came in the lift. So you know what it's like, you go for your pre-match or whatever. We're in London, we were playing QPR. So we're staying in a fancy hotel near Heathrow, I think. And it was when she they were doing whatever, so don't know whatever dancing and ice or like whatever she was doing at the time, uh-huh. and she was she was in the hotel and some of the, the crew for them were in it. So we were going down for it was ever a pre match or something. And she so me and Ben were in the room and she's in the lift and she and she was lovely and obviously you see her brilliant and she, we need to try and bump into her later on. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I think I was either engaged or married to Dawn at the time. But I'll phone in Dawn saying, by the way, see if I get the chance here. <laughs> um, so st- still say that that's my biggest regret. That somehow me as Ben's as well, that we never got to... Meet Holly Lowe. No, we, we met him. We never got a chance to speak to him, trying to get a holiday. Brilliant. Uh, just finally on commentary, Eddie uh, Bifroyd came in. That guy loves to leather the bone I played against his teams, mate. He used to bang it, man. Nah. Was it similar with Coventry? Aye. Did that not suit you, nah? It suited me. It suited me, didn't it? That's how I ended up doing alright for him when so I got in. So how come you left then? But I eventually got in the team and, and done well, but it was that. It was like you were nearly out of pass. It was, it, it was, you got it out of your feet and you had a diag. Uh-huh. And, and that's what you had to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> you genuinely weren't allowed to. And you had the diag going to Platy and we were up behind it. Unsettings ahead. Who, who am I to say that was wrong? Because Eddie got Watford promoted to the Premier League. That's it, there's no right or wrong way to play, man. You play with what you've got. He's England under 21 manager I now. Now I know it's changed now because he's. He'll, he'll not be allowed to just get it and wallop it at England. <laughs> um, so, but no, but there were a lot of good things about Eddie. And I got in the team, and then I, I, when I was in, the, I done my back, and I, I, I couldn't. Too much horse and young man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I done my back um, because of Don. I <laughs> no, no, I did a knee for big Rory Fallon against Stitchwick on New Year's Day again. Another stupid story that that should have been addressed if it wasn't for. Unlock for me, or unlock me being unlucky. Uh-huh. First of January or second of January, you know how you do the double headers down there. Yeah. But it's you play maybe you play you play the Saturday, then and you the Monday, play the Monday. Uh-huh. So playing up switch. So I'm hyper extending me into the fucking what? No one of the ones. I So played the last five minutes. I'm doing Lee Carsley's coming. Great guy, best guy ever. Oh, what a player? Say, oh, top player. Say, top guy as well. Saying to me, come on, get up, go home with it. If Carlos was telling me he go home with, he go home with uh-huh. like where he'd play, so I'm, I'm getting through this. Get him that night, we had the full family down for hug, it was like New Year, hug uh-huh. me anytime. So they all came to the game and they, they were all in the party, but we were we were only in for a recovery the next day. But I'm sitting going, I'm saying to my dad, This is safe, by the way. He says, I can see the physio. So I went in with Michael, ah, it's just a bit tight. Like, we only went to the pool because we were playing the ne- next day again. Yeah. So we were away. We went in recovery travel, so I'm up to Barnsley and go, back, back. killing me, man. But appearance money and all that, I was in the team. Go, I'll go away. Yeah. So I got on the, done the warm up, I'm running through, and every time I'm sprinting, I'm getting a big pain down my hammy. Oh, I'm going, I don't know. See, I'm saying to Michael, what's, Michael, what's going on here? He says, right, see how you go in the game? Because I'm still hinting again. I've, I've left all my family in the house to travel to Barnsley. Uh-huh. I'm not missing out on this appearance nah. money and then if we win, that's one bonus as well. Being selfish, yeah. but fuck it, that's what, that's what you do it for, isn't it? You do it for, to try and put, being horrible again, put a roof over your head. Uh-huh. So I'm going, right, I'm all, I'm all the way up here now, so I'll get a go. And, and, and I genuinely, that, that's that been a bit dark. And we've been, I knew this was bad. Uh-huh. No plan was bad, but... Missing your stag do, man. You, your pals went on your stag do, but you didn't. Aye, because of that back injury. So I can remember going down, it was, I got done in May, and that was talking to the surgeon, and we're going, um, right, where are you going on holiday and stuff? And we think we Vegas and St. Lucia or something booked for the honeymoon. Right. Mate, so, he said, nah, you're not going. I'm back with the £2 in that honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so we're sitting and 
I'm going on, no. Next week we're going to Magloth for my stag do. So I go, what about, well, going to Spain? Don't know, anywhere in Europe's fine. For your honeymoon. Done, right. I said, what about going to Spain next week? Done, you winding me up? I'm, I'm operating on you tomorrow. <laughs> so I, oh no, so into the chat to the boys. It wasn't even WhatsApp, it was at Blackberries again, mm-hmm. I think. Lads, look, I can't, I can't go on the stag do. And they're all right, and right, that's fine, we're cancelling it and all that. Get out and I phoned the, my best man. I done. You can't cancel it. I says he's what pays your money. Just go. Mm-hmm. So they all get the, the Coventry shop with face masks. So they all, they all went with the face masks <laughs> and done all the stuff. And I was getting pictures and all that. I'm killing the line out my box. Oh, that's the worst man. It was a shambles. So I says I says to Don right away because she that she was all right. She had her hand doing my bay and all that. And so I says but next year I'm in a stag do. I think I must be one of the only guys that had his stag do after he was later? married. <laughs> See, to be fair, all the boys still came. Who? All the same boys that went in the first aye, one came again? Aye, I don't think, I think an extra couple. <laughs> Just <laughs> the first one was that good. I think the first one was better than the second one, to be fair. For the... I know. Aye, we're we done, we just done the same. Um, <laughs> Who went Dorns? Dorns was there, aye. Footballs, Dorns, Big Ben, Ben Turner. We Stephen Weir. Oh, we Weir, yeah. It was another one. He was one of your good mates. But Levy with me, I still, still one of my best mates. Um, sat that day, and then all my, all my mates, and I think came down. Did you not get chucked at the hotel? I don't know how we never. <laughs> Genuinely, the only thing you weren't allowed to do in this hotel, I can't remember. Is it the Real Barracuda or something? I might be wrong, but it was an all-inclusive, right? But <laughs> the only thing you couldn't do, genuinely, the only thing you couldn't do was take a while on the pool. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> some dude take a while, boy, get that out, or you're getting flung out, sign yeah. an agreement, so you get a warning. So, Dorn's come up with a fucking brilliant idea, didn't he, one day? So, you're like, come here. So, we're all down at the pool, it's whatever. I can talk about that, Dorn's a play, I know he's a, I'm his man here now, but this was when he was my team, or my mate. Um, so, it's different, and we're going back 10 years, so I'm quite happy talking about him doing this, but he, come here, what is it? I go to these suits. What are you talking about? He'd do them off suits, see uh-huh. the thing that she's we'll put them on, we'll just start running around about the pool and see if the lifeguards can catch us, <laughs> see if they know what we're doing. So, right, brilliant. But genuinely, he had to fix mine, I had to fix his. You know the, the ones I mean? Uh-huh. But not even your face, your full face, it's as Everything's uh-huh. covered, right? So, <laughs> we're walking, so walking out of our room, and all the boys were up, or a couple of them were up anyway, some of them were down at the pool, so my daft mate, Kapoor. He sees us. <laughs> I think it's a good laugh. He's got a fire ex- he grabs a fire extinguisher. But it's one of the ones that it's it's no water, it's no foam. I think it's like the powdery stuff. If you're dry, huh? It, it comes it starts scooting this fire extinguisher. <laughs> Me and Don's can't breathe. We, we can't see, we can't breathe. So we're sprinting about this hotel. <laughs> the, the fall, the, all this stuff, all the blitz to the balconies are open. <laughs> all this stuff's coming out, all the but the folk at the pool are looking up, they hang the hotels. <laughs> Going back. <laughs> oh, I genuinely thought I was going to die, and so did so did he. They done it like Ben Turner room. <laughs> well, that's what we were walking by. <laughs> his door was off. Oh, his gear <laughs> covered, <laughs> and it looked like you'd walked into a scene out of a film that I don't know where the full place and just been burnt out. All <laughs> oh, 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 the all oh, the stuff. So we like that shit. So eventually, like we got we got it ripped off. 
we're going to kill Kapoor. Ben's going to kill Kapoor because all his gear's ready for him. The full four four. He'd had some good gear as well, Ben Turner. Eh? <laughs> right, it would have been deer stuff, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> he's thrown it all off the balcony into the pool because he's raging. <laughs> and he's a unit, eh? and he was proper raging. And uh, so we eventually got all that. Oh, Kapoor's you, man. We're going to get fucked out. Everything. Full four four was ruined. At a hotel, wow. Why, oh, genuinely, you wouldn't believe. I wish I had yeah. pictures here, but it was everywhere. And are you standing in a watch suit? Have you got this off at this time? Oh, I don't, I don't, don't to rip mine off. And I did, well, well, we couldn't breathe, we, did, we couldn't see when we were running into doors. <laughs> couldn't see it, oh, <laughs> what, what was happening? So, he, he's having a goat kapoor. I'm here, or I think he might have been lying in the flare trying to breathe. I'm here, a goat kapoor. Ben's thrown all his gear off, off the balcony because he's raging. Next minute, security guards are coming up. Oh no, I think we're only a day in. Uh-huh. God, fuck. Well, that's us, we're done. Right, so they come up, he says, right, could the lead person that booked it, I think, fun, lucky enough, that was Kapoor anyway. So he goes down. So we're like, all right, boys, we better. We're going to need to go and find somewhere else to stay here because we've got another four days of this. But we can't be doing stupid stuff. So when we go to this next hotel, Kapoor comes up like that. Oh no, what is it? Oh, we're getting a two hundred and fifty dollar fine, a uh, two hundred and fifty euro fine, and it's to pay to clean the place, and we've to sign a, a letter saying that we'll no do anything else. So you've just let a fire extinguish your aff. We've basically wrecked a floor of the hotel. No wrecked it, but you've you have wrecked it basically. Uh-huh. Kapoor. And all all we've to do is to pay two fifty euro. The same the same fine if you took a. I like one of the books. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. So we went down, we went down and sunbathed. The, the wee cleaners went in and it, to be fair, it, we felt bad. So we're all like, right, let's chip some money in for the clean. Because the hotel will get the 250. Uh, we, we, we gave the cleaners all the, 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 whatever we had chipped in between us on. Honestly, within two hours, the rooms were sparkling. <laughs> I'm going, what, what kind of hotel is that? But I was scared. Amazing, man. Oh, genuinely scared uh, in that, because like, I couldn't see. Imagine you and Dorn's like, Died. Because <laughs> Kapoor let off a fire. It's like, I, but imagine the story. Like, but what, how'd it happen? They were in a morph suit. Fucking hell, man. And that's in, now I'm having to manage him as a player. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm just glad it's no Kapoor I'm having to manage. We'll talk about Hibs now. When did you first hear of their interest? I'd imagine there'd have been a few teams wanting you. Hearts. Well, Hearts and Fairman. Aye, and Hibs. Um, what happened? Just an agent? Your agent just phoned you and says. Aye, but, and I spoke to Jim McIntyre. Spoke to Pat, the Hearts one at the time, and they'll say this is bullshit. I know the world will be on hammer it, wasn't it? But Hearts at the time, when I looked, they probably had the better centre back. So I'm thinking, I need to make sure where I'm going here, I need to play. Yeah. And it, who was the Hearts manager at the time? It'd been Paul Sergio. It would have been. Aye, it was all through Alan Preston. Right. Um, so he'll, he'll if, if, if they don't believe that story, that, that's genuine. There were an interest there um, to go and loan to Hearts, to go and loan to Hibs, to go and loan to Dunfermline. Jim Leishman phoned me, Jim McIntyre phoned me, Leish was back at the Fairman at the time, and I don't know what capacity. But I, lo- I looked, so I looked through it, I would have been confident to going and playing at the Fairman, I was confident to going and playing at Hibs. Um, I wasn't so much at the Webster and Zalukas, I think, at the time, and I'm going, it might be, nice. aye, it mm-hmm. might, it's touch and go, well, Hearts fans will be on, on this, you know, I would need them in their bench, which <laughs> <laughs> is fair enough, that's, that's fine for them. Um, but so I, I, I looked at it and I thought, nah, it's not even a, a choice. Mm. Um, you got to Hibs, didn't you? Aye, no disrespect to them and yeah. I, I mean that wholeheartedly, but a chance to go to Hibs. Um, Can you believe how big a club Hibs was? No, no. 
And that's why I went back. Because like, uh-huh. right away, and I got up and sent half my first game. Did you? Mm-hmm. Nah, I brought great start. Um, but just the training ground, the stadium, all the stuff. Like, it was a proper club. Like, the Coventry was a proper club. Yeah. So was Hibs. And you know, in Scotland, there's no many. Mm. Um, I've got training grounds, I've got stadiums of the, of the way Easter Road is and, and stuff like that. And the way they kind of treat you. So I thought, oh, I quite like this. Um, but didn't get after a great start, so they probably didn't quite like me at the start. Um, how was it? How, how did you find Pat Finland? You liked him, didn't you? Brilliant. Genuinely brilliant. Because he gets um, quite a bad mm-hmm. rep, didn't he? Aye, but look, you go and ask Lee Griffiths what Pat Finland done for his career, and it'll be nothing but... Lee's actually done it. I've read the, the interview, it was years ago, but Lee done a bit if it wasn't for Pat, and I was in it all, and we don't need to go into that because it's... It's going doing things that doesn't need spoke about probably. Um, but ask Lee what Pat done for his career. Ask Paul Hanlon, Louis Stevenson. Ask all the the people that have done well for Hibs what they thought about what yeah. they thought about Pat. There'll be some be like everybody um, that didn't like him, but great. Um, My only thing against him is specking it. He should have put contact him. Would you agree? <laughs> I don't know, Klopp gets away with it. But... I suppose he does, uh, uh, You were given the captaincy pretty much straight away. Did that worry you, though? A guy First game? That, that sent half, captain. Did, did, did he explain to you why he was giving you the captaincy? No, he asked me. He just he, he says, do you think you could, you could, you could handle this? He says, aye. She says, I don't issue with that. But, cause I, had to, I, look, I was... When Stephen Wright wasn't he playing at Coventry, I was a captain under Chris Coleman. So Stephen Wright was at the Liverpool. He's at Dundee, but you know, isn't he? No, I think that's oh, it's a, a different Stephen. Uh, Wright, Stephen, the, the fullback. Oh, the fullback, the skinhead. Uh, he's at Coventry in that as well. I think, scored, look at I think he scored the goal in the Champions League for Liverpool, but yeah. he was Coventry's captain at the time. But when he didn't play, I was a captain. So I don't know if Pat had seen that. I'd been Livingston captain at age. I don't know, but trained for two days. And come in and he, he pulled me and he says, "You're right." But he didn't say, "Can you handle that?" He says, "You're right with doing this." Did you see that there wasn't really... Is that what they were missing? Maybe a leader in that team? Um, I'm missing a lot. And Pat was trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had Gary O'Connor and we had Lee Griffiths. So you have got a chance. Aye. We had Paul Hanlon there, you had Wee Louie. So there was a basis. But look, I think the place was low at the time. Um, where we were in the league, it was... It was a proper relegation battle for January. Well, I think when I joined, we were maybe bottom. Again, we done firmly, and it was touch and go every week. It was three one. They went above us, and and it wasn't the playoff. It was just the, the team goes down kind of thing. So for a team like Hibs to be fighting out, I know they ended up Tidkin down. Yeah, but we went down, and that's a, a, full, a full another story and a full other reason to go into people's faults. But um, when I went, leadership. I don't know. I felt I felt for Paul a wee bit. Because Paul had been given the captaincy, I don't know who from. Paul Hanlon uh, had still quite young. I think it was Colin Calderwood. And, and that's a big club. And now Paul doesn't know and he does it great, but that's a big club when things aren't going well. To, and when you're the captain, it's the burden's on you. You're they're the first one you come for. So for him as a young kid, to a big Hibs fan, I felt for him. So big Gaz was, Gaz was a, a decent enough leader in terms of in the dressing room. Vocal and, and that, aye, uh, so I, I don't Probably a load of shite what he was talking about, he was vocal. Huh? <laughs> oh, <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. Nah, I like it, I love guys. So they are, and he, he's a good player. Um, really good, obviously a good player. You see the, the career he had, so that's why it annoys me that, that people look at that and say, 
that was this and that was that but obviously it goes back to one or two games and, and I get that as well but it, it needed a it probably just needed a shake up yeah. and that's what Pat thought I'm going to shake this up a wee bit and give them a shot by making somebody I've brought in the day uh-huh. the captain and did Gaz like Gaz obviously been a Hibs legend did he any problems with you being the captain? Was there, was there anyone ever said that? No, at the time, I think he did say on, on here he was a bit annoyed or something. Um, that he never got it? Because Gaz was doing it. I think it was going between Gaz and... I don't know if Paul was still doing it, but Ian Murray was... Ian Murray wasn't fit, but I think... Right. And then, I think Gaz had maybe said a week, which I can get as well, but well, I had the issue. I wasn't there to, to please people. I, I wanted to... And this again, this is before I, I realised how much I... I love that club. That I was there to get fit to go back and play for Coventry in the, in the Championship. In so that was your first thought when you went to Hibs? Aye, absolutely. But then I quite quickly went, nah, this is a place for me if if it could work out. Yeah. So, but at the start, I wasn't caring. Like, like they were saying, oh, he's a captain. How's he, how the fuck, somebody that's walked in? The manager chose it, not me. Yeah. And um, I went out and made an asset, get sent half at Ibrox, we get beat four in the house. So. What did Pat say to you after that game? Anything? No, I think he was moaning at the ref because he, he says I shouldn't have been sent off for my second booting. But oh, he never, he never said anything to me. But the next week we played Kilmarnock and the Scottish, and without talking myself up, I had one of my better games for Hibs. Yeah. Um, so I quite, but I had to. Or I, I probably wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been playing for Hibs every day. It was just a a different story for for guys. What was the story? What he was doing, and I, I loved his company. To be fair, I liked him and. And you know what, and people, I think you got a bit of a hard time after the, after the, the cup final that I'm sure you're going to talk about, but it really did hurt people at him. Yeah. Like, and I, I know it's easy to say, and but he, and, and you see the, the, the things that come out directly after the game and things are raw, but i seen it first hand and it, it, it got to a lot of them. Like, yeah. your Paul Hanlon's, Louis Stevenson, big guys, it, it did, it hurt them. Mm. It genuinely did. I'm not saying that it didn't hurt me. It, it did hurt me, because by then I, I was fully into Hibs but yeah. there were boys on loan that in my opinion didn't give a fuck mm-hmm. um, genuinely we'll come to that right but just uh, his strike partner as well Lee Griffiths come on give us your best Lee Griffiths stories what a boy he is so you've known you've known him for, as obviously as a kid at Livingston to then go and play with him again at Hibs was he exactly the same as he was as a young kid aye what daft in a good way uh-huh. Um what kind of story you want? A serious one, a funny one, or anything. Look, Lee's and I've fought this fight for years with him. He went through a stage when the media hammered him and he couldn't do anything. For he was doing this and their griff. Well here here one for example that I, I, I do get I'm sitting on a bus at we're sitting we're sitting at the Marriott to meet so we trained in the morning, we're going to Aberdeen to play Aberdeen so you could go away and have the afternoon. We've we done our session in the morning, meet at the Marriott at four o'clock to travel to Aberdeen for pre match to stay Friday night playing the Saturday. So I'm sitting and his big mate Luke. Luke. Is it Clark? Clark guy. Uh-huh. I think it, it was either a tweet, it would have been a tweet back then. I don't think Instagram was about um jazz, it's Luke. This is my number, can you phone me? So I'm sitting we're sitting on the bus. You're Lee Griffiths? No, Lee's not on the bus. Right, okay, Lee's so, late. Right. <laughs> right. So so I'm sitting going, Pat, his mates just text me saying, can I phone him? Pat, Pat's fuming, you better fucking phone him then. I'm going on, no, what's, what's happened here? So I phone him, uh, Lee's been arrested, or he's been lifted, right, what for? Um, stealing, what? Stealing bottles of Lucas out of Tesco. <laughs> what? Can you let the manager know? 
So we had a security guy, Robbie, there, that, that came to all the games with Hibs. <laughs> so he knew it works with hearts. Um, so I, I went down and I says to Pat, and Pat says to Robbie, Robbie, fuck him, we're leaving him, go and you get him. And sort it out. So a bus went away up, sitting at a pre-match, half seven, whatever. No, a pre-match, or evening meal, half before, seven. Huh? And he walks, okay. all right, lads, as if nothing's happened. What are you doing? Ah, uh, it was a misunderstanding. I can't work the machines. <laughs> so he was on his wheels, wages, and that. But that, the press are saying, "Oh, this is Lee. He's he's doing this. He's doing that." No, it, it was a genuine mistake, I think. Uh-huh. But they, they crucified him for a time, and all, all the stuff. And I was forever that were saying he's a bad influence. He's this. He's that. Was it? Was it? He was. He was brilliant. Run about the place. Mm. Great in training. Worked his balls off in training. Trained like. Just love football. Yeah. A bit like Snoddy. Like, uh-huh. Just came alive in training, but great in the dressing room. Um, a winner as well. Aye. Was it him and Billy? Did you know fling Billy Brown about? Aye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I never seen this because I was a shock on the treatment table. But <laughs> um, they were out at training and <laughs> I come into the story a wee bit later. Um, but aye, I think what happened, the games were going on. And Pat had stoked it, I think. Now sometimes managers say, great, he's done enough, lads, standard was good. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure, I think it was for the good standard, I'm hoping it was for that and not the bad standard, but, right, lads, after the, the third round, he stopped it, and I think we said, come on, one guy for another round. And, we, Billy jumped, I think Billy jumped in and says, no, that's it, he's done. Come on, you fuck, you know, the players are like, uh-huh. Billy again, again uh-huh. another round, man. And I think Billy says something like, this is about the story I'm getting. Billy says something to him, I don't know what you want to play, you've been shite all morning. Suddenly. <laughs> Decent to Billy. I know. I, think Billy, I don't know if Billy said it as a joke or whatever, I've only heard this second hand. And he's like, who are you talking to? You prick or something. And, and Billy walked towards him. The wee man just grabbed him. Flung him to the ground. And that was it. Like, what, people are coming out and saying it was a heat butt. It, it was nothing. That was it. it was, and the two of them were fine and... They go, I think the day going well now and all that, and but but that was that's what happened, and so he comes storming in, and I, so I you just see he's in a four hundred else and locker all I didn't see him but locker all emptied and I don't know if you've been to the Hibs training ground but the treatment room looks out to the car park right so he's well a bin bag so I'm maybe lying what it was probably my back so I'm what the fuck's he doing man then the rest of the boys are in I'm thinking he's been recalled back to Wales or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm lying, the next minute, or maybe 10 minutes later, Pat comes in. You're going to need to go and get him. What do you mean, go and get him? He's away. So he's away. So Pat tells the story. And I go, right, so how am I going to go and get him? Where will he be? And Pat's going, well, he's not going to be fucking far, is he? Because he can't drive. <laughs> what was he walking? <laughs> so I jumped in my motor. And you come out of Trinent, it's a back road. I get him. He'd walked all the way through Trinent with his bin bag or his... Where he's back. And I pull up at the side, so he's right in. Nah, fuck off. So what are you talking about? Get in the motor. No, I'm looking back here. So he, he says, no, they're going to paint this picture that I've done this and done that again. I'm fed up here. I says, I'm not taking you back here, I'm taking you home. Get in. So he gets in, I drive him wherever. He tells me where he was living, so took him down the road, drove back to training. Still at the same point, at the point. so I'm getting Lee's story. I, I just wanted to play another game. 
So I'm going, this is a bit extreme for somebody just wanting to play another game. And then that, that's what happened, but it was forgot about. And of course, the press make a big issue. Uh, Lee Griffith sticks ahead in Billy Brown. He's beat Aberdeen in the semi-final. He's confident you could win the final. It was between Celtic and Hearts. He's watching the semi-final, Celtic and Hearts. I wins. Um, Who were you watching? Hearts. Uh-huh. I think better chance of beating, beating Hearts. In a pub in, in Coke Bridge, which is, as you know, is mainly Celtic. Um, sitting watching it and when Beatty scored the goal, yes, me and a couple of my mates and everybody's looking at us and <laughs> shit, maybe better watch you. Um, oh, but Celtic were, at the time, were, Celtic were a better team than Hearts. Yeah. Um, the occasion would have been, I think, the games were tight against Hearts that season. I think Hearts had won them all right enough, but they were tight. Yeah. Um, so we, of course, we were, I think any team would have been, if it was Motherwell, if it was Aberdeen who'd get through, MD would have been wanting to play Hearts rather than Celtic yeah. in the final of the Scottish Cup. See, when it was Hearts, did you now think, I've got a real, we've got a realistic chance of winning the Scottish Cup? We, we played Celtic the next season and we thought we had a realistic chance of winning it as well just because we had beat them that season. Yeah. So I think even if we'd have played Celtic, we'd have thought we had a realistic chance because it was a final. Right. Um, and as I said, we had, we had players on the pitch that could hurt teams. Mm. We needed to get it right defensively, but we never that day. How was the week's build-up? Because obviously, as I said, we spoke to Gaz and he, he, was, he said something about the formation that he's worked on in training. It was something that he's never done that se- the whole season. Was that right? No. No. Well, that was great. Um, we went to Ireland for for the week. I think we went, we played in we played well. First and foremost, we had to survive in the league, so we beat them Fairland on the Monday night a couple of weeks earlier to relegate them. So I think they were two points behind us. We had we two games to go. That they were at home a fall Falkirk or St Mirren or somebody. I can't remember who who it was at St Mirren maybe. They were at home at St Mirren the last game of the season. We were away at Inverness. So it was a big game, Easter Road. So we had to win. Um, I heard Billy saying last week that 4-0 flattered them. Yeah, flattered us. Uh-huh. We were 3-0 up after 15 minutes. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going, what? He's could back have, on the drink, isn't he? It could have been about seven. <laughs> anyway, so... So that was that job done, right? Yeah. Easter Road bouncing that night. And again, I'm going, I love this place, man. And it was, and so that, taking into that, we're going, right, that's a good result. Um, we went, went to Inverness, played Inverness on the Saturday. I had been carrying a wee niggle, I had a few others, so a couple of us didn't play. And Inverness beat us 2-0 or whatever, and we flew out to Dublin the Sunday morning. Pat was looking at it in a way where he's going, I can get Lee out of Edinburgh, I can get stuff like this. Yeah, right. we, so we were in the hotel, we trained as much as we could. In terms of, I don't mean running, and but we worked on what we could work on. So all the stuff about, we played the same shape against Dunfermline 1-4-0 that right. we did in the final. Slight change, Griffiths didn't play against Dunfermline, Owen Doyle did. So it's Griffiths' fault you got beat in the final? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, it was 11 people's fault, or 11 guys' fault that we got beat in the final. And, and, it, and it bugs me that yeah. it was nothing to do with the preparation. But we're back in Edinburgh, we trained... The train Wednesday, Thursday morning, we're back in Edinburgh for four o'clock for your dinner. Press day, I had done the captain's press day, the same as Mary Salukas. No different. Yeah. Same, like he, they done the same, we done the same. Nothing had changed. Friday we went to East Kilbride to the hotel. Hearts went to whatever hotel they went to, so it was, 
Similar build, it? it's a load of shite. Uh-huh. See, we said about some of the lone boys didn't care. Were some of them in the starting 11 for that game? Mm-hmm. And we, did that worry you? No, I, I don't mean that they didn't care, but I don't think it hurt them as much. Um, as much as it did your Paul Hanlon's, your Lewis Stevenson, Ivan Sproul's, people that were were real, real Hibs fans. But like, you talk about the lone players, and Matt Docker, he's played how many games Wolf. in the Premier League in, in England now? He's a he's an, a full international player. He didn't do great in the game, yeah. and he get a lot of stick because he put a tweet out after the game. He was a naive young kid, and he was wrong to do what he done. Um, glad this is over or something. It was poor in the game, but there were eleven innings that were poor. Yeah. Um, and how early on the game, Jazz? Did you know it wasn't going to be your day? Thirty seconds into the second half. What was that? The red card. Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. we, we were poor, poor in the first half. Um, you score obviously. We get back in the game. I score right on half time, but it was a it was a poor game, um, really. I think on, from both teams. Yeah, like, uh-huh. I think so. And I, only recently have I kind of watched it back fully because it's it's been shown recently and a lot to talk about. Was why to just check a few things as well because you know what it's like. You don't always go back and watch particularly bad games. No. Um, but it was a poor game for both sides. When and we couldn't have been any worse in the second half than we were in the first. So we get in at half time and right, things get said, bang, like, we'll be better, we'll go out. So we go out and within 30 seconds or whatever it was, a minute. So within a minute of football, we we went for two one down to three one down and a man down. Mm. We'd taken away the 15 minute break in that minute. So I score and then if you, if you take that break away, they score their penalty a minute later. What's your man thinking? And that, that's what only look you can't. We could we could talk about that game all day, and well, we couldn't because I wouldn't. But um, <laughs> but it gets spoken about a lot. But I'd love to have get by that first ten minutes just to see um, the game should have been stopped in the halfway line. The the chance to foul him mm. on the halfway line, um, then gets foul, they foul him. To be fair, the referees don't do themselves any justice. Not no so much Craig Thompson who. Admitted to me afterwards that it wasn't him that made the call. It was his. Did he really? Yeah. I, it, it was a foul. Yeah. But it was it was outside the box. Mm-hmm. But we still would have been down to ten men, so we'd have been fighting a losing battle. So I'm not making an excuse, but it wasn't a penalty. It was a free kick. But right away you've you've went for going. We've got the full Hibs end bouncing, getting in at half time, thinking we're back in this game. We're thinking we're back in the game. We get a few things sorted that we think it was going wrong. You should always do. And then within thirty seconds, bang, body blow, and you're going. It's going to be a long, a long forty-five odd. Is that the here. worst forty-five minutes of your career? Yeah, yep, by a mile. But just seeing the Hearts fans celebrating and keeping the ball. No, so not so much for them. I wasn't too much caring about them. It was more for the the the, the Hibs fans and the people that I knew that were hurting, mm. um, that were so desperate to. I wasn't but whoever it was against, but you had Paul Hanlon that was a die-hard Hibs fan, Louis Stevenson, die-hard Hibs fan, Ivan Sproul had come in and had became a die-hard Hibs fan, I know that sounds daft, but yeah. it, I, I had that point, had got myself right into the club, and, and it was hard, um, because we had we had let a lot of people down, and Pat as well, we'd let Pat down, mm. badly I think, that day, and watching it back, we were nobody to blame, in that game, other than the players, yeah. and I'll, I'll not see any different shape, like you can talk about shape all you want, you whatever. The score for I think the score for three set plays. They they won most second balls. 
talk about shape all you right, want. Comes yeah. to individuals, don't Aye, uh-huh. Of course, and when, when I've seen it back now, there's a few individuals that, and I'm one of them I'm not sitting here saying I was good in the game. Well, did you the shocker? I wasn't the one, I wasn't the worst, but I was poor, I was really poor in the game. We were all really poor, but there were some that, that were ridiculously bad. That, mm-hmm. that, that when they watch it back, I don't think they'll be proud, they'll be. Nene's are proud of herself, but I think when they watch that back, they'll be, they'll be ashamed watching themselves on that pitch in a National Cup final. It's yeah. my take on it. I need to ask you, I know you're probably not speaking about bit scenes like the dressing room afterwards. Weird, because I think they had part away right away for the flash interviews or whatever, so it took him a while to come in. So you're just sitting there without the manager now? I think so, if I remember right, I think so. A few things get said. Um, Who would be saying them, you? Or coaches are coaches that that day. Um just with the nature I think of that. Um it's the usual stuff, boots getting flung off. All that all, all the stuff that that goes into it, but it was a quiet dressing room. As you would expect. We could hear all the other stuff going on as well and it was there wasn't much said, if I'm honest. Now, I've heard people coming in and saying there were riots over this or that, there wasn't. Should there have been? Maybe if people think that, do I think it would have helped? No, no there and then. Um, the discussions were then had later. Um, but that first 10 minutes was a bit of shock, really, I think, afterwards. Hearts fans will buzz after that that we were sitting in shock and devastated, but, but we were. Mm-hmm. So were all the fans, and so were all the fans worldwide, and, and it did hurt, and it hurt a lot of people. But I, I'll still go back to it. I hurt people a lot more than, than others, and... And those people know who they were, and I'll tell you, the, the person that hurt the most was Pat Fenlon, in my opinion. So for all the ones that come on and say, Pat got this right and got that right, and I'm not sticking up for him. And, well, I'm not sticking up for him, but I'm no on here to just talk Pat up, but I'm just giving you my opinion on it, because people have been have come on and gave you their opinion of it, uh-huh. and how they, they seen that cup final, and how they, where the faults were. For me, the faults were the players on the pitch, me included. And Pat picked the team, of course he did, but... But we should still never have got ourselves in that position in a game, regardless. So, the, aye, the, there is a fault at, at, at last back's door, but more, more so at the players. That's brilliant. Uh, right, Northern Ireland caught. How's, what's the eligibility there? <laughs> My grandfather. Jimmy Nicol, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye, that's how bad Northern Ireland must have been then when they were wanting me, man. Were you buzzing when they called you up? Uh-huh. Not really. <laughs> um, no, it was a bit. It was a strange one because I was out when I came back to Coventry again. But Michael McBride was a national team physio, um, Scotland national team physio, and he was a Coventry physio. Craig Levine was a manager, and Michael kept telling me, "I'm coming down again. I'm coming down." Again. I was playing well, but uh-huh. in, in the championship, and and I, I thought, like, I, mean, I've, I never thought I'd go and get the caps. Christoph Bear, I go anywhere near like people like him. I just picked him because he's in my team now, but I never thought I was anywhere near that level. But I'm thinking, I'm playing well in this league. And yeah, the league, championship, aye, a good standard. Isn't playing it? week in, week out, yeah. and I was fit. So, and keeping good players out of team. So, and they were calling people up at times, and I'm thinking, and I knew they were doing watching. So, it got to the point, but Michael O'Neill, obviously, I think he got one date as well that I could play with Northern Ireland. So, my agent phoned me and I says, well, phone Craig cause, and see what, see what his take on it is. Because obviously I'd, I'd want to play with Scotland I've get, if I ever get the chance. So Craig Levine, this is. Aye, uh-huh. so he phoned him and he says, aye, we're still coming down and watching him. And aye, we, but I, I'd never tell him that we'll never pick him. 
but I'd never tell him to knock back a chance to go and play in international football. So basically, you're telling me you're never going to pick me. Fucking <laughs> hell. Am I hearing that right? So I'm never telling you. You liked you better as a centre forward, Big Levine, didn't you? Oh, I just don't know. I think he hates me altogether. But again, that's that's for other reasons. Um, but no, so I'm, I'm sitting on the phone going, I don't think I heard that right. Like, can you get that? No. Like, I, I would never tell him I'm not going to pick him. But I'd never tell him to knock back the chance to go and play in international football. So I says, right, I'll go for it. I phoned a few people and people says, don't do it. If you're not convinced, Dolan says, go and do it. It's a chance to go and play international football. And then I thought, you know what? Take away the plane. Steve Davis, Johnny Evans, all these people. Like, I'm going to go, go and train with him. See, yeah. see how you are, see if I, the trips. Well, it was Holland, the game, the first game. Maybe one before it that I had said I'd consider and then the the, the Holland game. Week before the Euros. That's going to be bouncing. Like mm. they, they were at the Euros. It was our last game. I'm Where from, was it after that winning? I packed. Like it was wow. it was a final game before the Euros and stupidly I'm thinking that'll be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you think that's a good game? You want an Azerbaijan at home, mate. I'm, <laughs> go, I'm saying, by the way, this is going to be magic. What an atmosphere it's going to be. <laughs> Six now. Six. <laughs> oh man, I'm who was amazing? Robin Van Bommel, Van Persie, Schneider. Schneider was a player, man. Love Schneider. What amazing, eh? <laughs> Robin, that I can remember. What did they have that like your championship SPL striker didn't they? What a question that is, eh? Well, I think that they had like I don't, I don't know. I think you could even say there's players in Scotland that have had that. I think when you played against them, like Van Dyke. Yeah. I just think he had something that, that you know you, you when you've played against you, you just know uh-huh. that like you could tell for the start that he just had something that yeah. I think you can sense when with their players like and even when like, even at some of some of the ones like Jordan Henderson came on loan to came on loan to Coventry and he wasn't the Jordan Henderson he has now by miles but yeah. you could still you could you it's know a he's got yeah. he's got that wee bit where you go he could be something here mm-hmm. like Special, I mean, like, yeah. you know he's got to have a career, but they again, they were a different level. Like, Robin was just, I think he was at the peak at Bayern Munich at the time. And I committed like that, and I was quite quick. Like People say I was slow, and I was at the end with my injuries, but I was still all right, and mm-hmm. he knocked it by me, and I think, I genuinely think I had faith. I don't know, but talking about he knocked it by me on the halfway, so I was on the halfway line, and he would have been about 10 yards behind the D, and, and I think I see and honestly he catches up with me wow. and I just need to nudge him and foul him I'm like fucking hell where did he come from but, and I'd never experienced that like, that was thought to Billy Dodds all over again wasn't it aye <laughs> I'm thinking Lambert and Billy Dodds and going no that was I thought it was Billy Dodds running by me <laughs> no but and then and I tackled him and it was I've got it was a bad tackle but I'm thinking I can't let him and, and, uh-huh. and no, they can all talk English and this is what I can remember for the guy. What are you doing, man? I'm not putting on the accent. You're better doing it because I'll make an arse set. Like, what are you doing, man? I've got a tournament next week. And I just kind of like... <laughs> Robin said that to I, you. I, I do, and I've got the tackle. I'll be able to find it and say, it's a bad one, right? And it's, it, again, like that. But I'm thinking, because I need to stop him because he's going to make me look stupid. What and are you doing, man? I, what are you doing, man? I've got a tournament next week. And I just kind of... What did they fuck up? No, I just kind of looked at him and done... Like that, <laughs> and I, I mean, I think we were five nothing down at the time, and I'm going, oh no! Amazing. Did you get a strip? Aye, Hunterlar. Oh, Hunterlar, did you? He, huh? he came yeah, on, aye, I think brilliant. 
So that I think they took Van Persie on and Hunter, I think was having the season of his career. And I think he was at Ajax at that time. Yeah, yeah. He? He's coming on and his elbows are then hitting me in the face and I end up playing the ninety minutes, left sided centre back, took Van Persie off, brilliant Hunter's coming on and oh it was What did Michael O'Reilly say to you after yeah? Andre, was he bothered? He was bothered, aye, uh-huh. because it, it, at that point I think he'd seen the change. Because he had a Michael was great. Like he really was. I interviewed him. I was impressed with him. Yeah. And, and it's, it's weird that I'm saying this because I must have went on seven trips and got one cap. Never even got on uh-huh. on any, all the other trips. And but he would always pull me and say, "Look, thanks for coming," or he'd phone me and say this, whatever. And talking about my management of that, and, and he'd always say, "Like he would." Say, one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, look, I'm bringing you here and the worst thing I can... Give me everything because the worst thing I can do here is leave you. I'm no, no giving you contracts, it says that, but I've only got a, a pool of 26 or whatever players to pick. And he says, so give me everything you've got. That's all I ask. And he was, thank you. He'd seen the change and they were getting better and the whole one man was a kind of slap in the face. Yeah. And people had pulled out and, and he says, look, this can never happen again. He says, we, we can't have this again. And to be fair, they didn't. And no, no long after that, I think they went and drew, I was in the squad, but I pulled out injured. Kills me that I did. I think, I think it was a draw. Either drew the beat 2-1 and Niall McGinn scored against Portugal. Yeah. Ronaldo scored for Portugal, I think. And away to Portugal. And I'm going, like, I missed out on that one. But I went on other trips I went on and it was great experiences. Like, training me like the likes. Like, like, how, how good was Evans? Brilliant. And I would, all my pals, we've, I think I've had this conversation with you, they sit and they watch it on the tail, Johnny Evans at Man United earning that and that. And I'm going to them, you have no idea like, how good he, like, and we, we do know, I think, yeah. like, you know how good, to play at Man United, you're, you're a good player, right? But see, when I seen him, I was wow, like, he was top, yeah. top class. The 5-1 beating for Hearts that final, but again, it's a Scottish Cup final, and the next season you get to the Scottish Cup final again. But semi-final, three down to Falkirk at half-time. How was that? How was that dressing room? Again, preparation, talk about all good again, again. We're 3-0 down at half-time. Lyle Taylor missed a one-on-one. 
in the 45th minute to make it 4-0. I yeah, remember again. I'm no joking. What, 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 what had gone on in the first half then? Same again, maybe a bit of stage fright, Hamden? Definite stage fright. Um, Pat, I think, I think it was, I think he took Scott Robertson off, who worked with me at Dundee. Took Scott Robertson off after 20 minutes. Always a good decision to take Robo. <laughs> you said that. <laughs> um, no me. Um, and he made a change. He done that, but I think we were 2 0 doing it at that point anyway. Um, the beer, Paul Kearney had, I don't know, had, he had, must not have slept the night before or something. Um, <laughs> what a boy, man. He's brilliant, isn't he? Oh, I love him, man. Brilliant. Good player, by the way. Uh-huh. But just that day, it didn't work for him. Uh-huh. It didn't again, like for any reason. I can remember looking at Paul Hanlon and going, this is happening again. And so, luckily, now, if it went to four, we'd never get back in it. But I'll go back to what I say. And, and by this point, Owen Doyle was scoring goals as well. I'll go back to what I say. We had, we had Griffiths in our team. So, still in my head, I'm thinking, walking down. We need to get this right in here, because we've got a chance if we get a goal. Doyle will get us a goal. Griff will get us a goal. Something will happen here. Fuck. Walked in, man, the place was erupting. Tomo, can through everybody. And rightly so. Call yourself an effing football player. And you. So, you know what it's like sometimes when, when you see somebody go and you get excited. Like, <laughs> the wrong way, so I start, I'm, like, who can I shout at? So I'm, you. And I'm going through people. And, what the fuck are you doing? And that was a problem. That's the worst I've ever seen a dressing room at half time. But it needed, we needed it. Yeah. And it, it was close to the bone. With people, it was without being personal to, towards them, like them as people, it was personal towards them in football terms. Like, if that makes sense, yeah. like, question them football wise. Uh, you, you got the heart for you us. get the balls to go yeah. back out there and play. Like, and this was players doing this, and Pat was allowing this, which I thought was good management because he stood back. Now, a lot of managers would have, from my side, I've been in that position and I've been the one that's come in and went mental first and went. Maybe I should have let the players do it. Yeah. To see if they can get a wee bit out of their first, because especially nowadays players are a bit quiet. But Pat stood in the background, I can remember. Um and he's and Tomo's gone and uh football players fucking this is this is a proper fucking football club, we're no representing it, right? He's an F in shambles, he's a yash and I and I'm sitting and I'm trying not and I'm trying not to get involved, not as much, because I know I'm waiting, waiting and finished. Finishing so I can hear my go. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you know what, he's fucking right. And so then I get into it and, and all hell breaks us. And somebody's saying, oh, what about fucking you? And I, and I, and, and, I, and Tom was going, who, me? And I'm going, me? <laughs> and, and the phone, everybody's, honestly, it was like a fight in a nightclub. Uh-huh. Everybody's stalling up and going, going mental. And, but we all questioned each other and it, it worked. And you, you go back out. So it settles down, Pat steps in then. And he was calm. He done, you know what? He's a, he's a just he's a spot on. He's a been embarrassing. He's a this. He's a that. But he's an embarrassment to yourself, to your families, to the crowd coming back in batches after last year. And that's what he needed to say. And I thought it was one. I don't remember many team talks, but it was one of the ones I remember where I thought, you know what? I, he he took the heat out of what was. So he still like assessed the situation. Right. Uh-huh. But it was like maybe players want to fight with. I'm maybe sitting. Talking back to me like that. Who would have a go back? Who would be the one that would? Everybody, Griff was it? Griff was getting involved, but people that you wouldn't think. Mm-hmm. Were getting, we Louis, who we Louis would say he's bad, but oh we, we we are the best. But we Louis and I got people, and 
so look, you've maybe you've maybe then got a team going out three 0 down that are all hating each other, going onto the pitch. But Pat had seen, no, this was his chance to get in and just bang, take the sting right out of it. Mm. Even though we're three 0 down, I'm just going to get the next goal and you'll win this game. And see, the funny thing is, see, as soon as he said it, there were a sense in there that we believed it. Yeah. It was like we will, by the way. Like, and it took a wee bit longer to come, and we missed a penalty as well. Griffiths hot the bar. Missed a penalty then. The two of them missed the rebound and had an argument with each other. I mean, Doyle. Angry dressing room, aren't it? Aye. So, but we got the goal, and then he, so we get to extra time. And I can still remember it, so that was that extra time. So, Hibs, big club. You don't go back into the dressing room. So we're stoning, no water. No power aids, no nothing. Falkirk are still in drinks. I'm going off my head. <laughs> At Frank Nuttall, the, the sports scientist, who that's all I want to talk about him. Um, <laughs> so I'm going I'm going off my head. And Griffiths is going to me, shut the fuck up, will you? We'll try to win again. So he's been me. He's actually getting me to Camden. And I'm thinking, I can remember all this. So that, that, that comes out, Tam coat brings out, and we're, we're getting our drinks and that. It wouldn't matter, but just all the wee thing that uh, I'm doing your head in. And we go out and then the wonder goal up for the corner. And I knew as soon as it, I knew his first touch, can you remember the goal? No. Nah. He take, Griffiths, he takes a touch, corner swings in, they clear it, touch, and he bends it, left foot. Mike McGovern, two Mike McGovern's with me, saved yeah. it. He, he hurt it that sweet. But I knew as soon as he hurt it. That, that that was that was I was going to another final, and it, and it was like, but the sad thing about it for me was uh, the thirty thousand or whatever Hibs fans that were at the game at the start. A lot of them had left, and rightly so. Oh, at half time had they? I did. I did think they'd left even before that. And if I was one of them, I would have left. But they they walked to it, and and a lot of them will probably regret that because it was a great comeback. Yeah. And but but that and even that dressing room at full time. Still fighting. No, it wasn't fighting, but it was. He's just fucking bad moods. <laughs> right, and then Pat loses his job November 2013. Terry Butcher replaces him. Massive centre half. What a player he was. You must have been excited at the thought. He'd done well at Inverness as well as a manager. You must have been excited when you heard Terry Butcher was getting the job now. I think the way Pats, I was gutted yeah. um, for Pats. So taking that with it, I was because look, we were still fifth in the league and we were doing okay. Um, but fifth, when is that when he, when he came in? Fifth? I mean, Butcher came in, but uh-huh. like, I think, no, don't quote, quote me on it because I'm, I'm saying it, but um, we were, I'm sure we were only four, five, something like that, points our third right. in, in the league in October, November time. Right. So we were doing all right. Um, but Pat decided to leave anyway, so that, that was that was fair enough. Um, and away he goes, and brilliant the, the, the way he just. The classy guy, I shoot went round, speaks speaks to people, thanks everybody, every every event. So anyway, so announcement. And then when I heard it was going to be a butcher, I was I was pleased, mm-hmm. genuinely. So after sorry after that cup final, I should have got back surgery. So this this leads into this, um, and I I didn't. I went against it. No, the surgeon's advice, but he says it's touch and go where to do it. But this surgeon's operator on Andy Murray he's been a consultant to Tiger Woods wow. and, and I, you've fucked him off well he done my first one <laughs> he done my first one right. and then uh, and he says to me look we could date the new and there's a good chance it worked and we can leave it and I says to him what do you think he says well maybe better doing it and I'm going but I'm going I might be fit for the new season because mm. I've just missed a cup final I'll assess it again I should have got it done 
So anyway, so get into that, right? So I didn't play after the Malmo game, which was another one we spoke about. Yeah. Um, and then Butcher's for, Pat's last game was my my last game for Hibs as well. Um, Hearts Hearts beat us in the League Cup. Pat had told me after the game he was leaving anyway. Said he was leaving even if we won. I don't know if he. He's ever told told any of that, but he told me that. Well, um, even if they won the game, he was going to leave. Aye, we think he, he, he did enough. Aye, and he, his wife was back in Ireland, and I think he had just had enough of Edinburgh, and he was seeing that no matter what he was doing, uh, I don't know his reason actually. Right. But I think he had just thought, you know what? Can I win here, really? Aye. Uh-huh. For what's happening and the specs and it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I and I, I generally do think a lot of it was doing it to the family as well. Mm. But I might be, I might be wrong here, but put it in anyway because he'll phone and tell me if I'm wrong. Um, so I played the Aberdeen game. So I'd been out for ages. Played Aberdeen on the Saturday. We played Hearts on the Wednesday night. Ryan Stevenson scores a cracker. We lose the game. Um, I get sent off for a daft tackle of Callum Parson. Just stupid. But again, hold your head gone. Aye, uh-huh. so just, but I wasn't fit either. That was my last game for Hibs. Pat told me that night, and I'm saying, Pat, you can't. And Jimmy tried, Jimmy tried to talk him out it. Pat, you can't leave, we'll, we'll, we'll get this right, we will. Jimmy, who, sorry? Michael, Jimmy, Jimmy was in. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy was in as assistant, right? Billy okay. had gone, Liam O'Brien had gone, Jimmy came in. So. Does alright, Jimmy, didn't he, with the jobs? He doesn't have, fly. When you're good, you get good jobs. That's it. Um, but, and so. Pat's gone anyway, so right, we know we're going to get a new manager. So like, Terry Butcher's done well. Like, this will be good, like, centre back. And so he comes in first week, great. Um, first week, it was an international break, I think. So he come in training, you get the wee lift for training and stuff. I think this is good. It's different, doing a lot of back four work with, with Terry Butcher, who's world class centre. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, I'm going to learn here. Call up Northern Ireland, away to Turkey. Living so, the dream, mate. Aye. As we go, we go down to, down to Adana again, Syria. <laughs> um, come back, get back on the Thursday, and he's shaping the Friday's first game away to St Mirren. I was looking forward to booting Gowser. Um, away to St Mirren, shape him up on the Friday, my back goes. His first game, so I couldn't play. So away I go. Um, no, no, I think the first game, murder ball. Gowser called it. No, me, Gowser. Um, <laughs> So that was me till I tried to come back. I tried to come back. We were, no, I never. I went and got the surgery, which I should have got in the summer. Right. Got the surgery in the December, and that helped me. It was three months, done everything right. And then all of a sudden, so that, this is when we're getting into the Terry Butcher stuff. Um, in January, I got the surgery in December, and the surgeon says to me, it would be a good idea to get away somewhere hot. Music to my ears, so I'm thinking, bro. <laughs> Back down to Adana, <laughs> me and Don, uh, the Wayne at the time, aye, it's magic. <laughs> no, so, right, where can I fly to this time? Rather you stayed in Europe, I'm going, it's not going to be very hot anywhere in Europe in January, is it? Apart from Tenerife. I've got, I don't even know if that's classed as Europe, folk will hammer me here, I think it is, but, but I said, I said, anywhere close, I said, what's the reason for this? He says, in case anything goes wrong, I can speak to them. Yeah. Well, sure, I can, surely I can go to the Middle East. There's doctors out there that are, that speak good English and that. Uh-huh. Uh, like you can get an interpreter. Or what. There were a reason for it, or a European health policy. There was something in it that he could he could do. Yeah. He says to me, right, if you go out there, you're, you're taking the risk that if something happens, you're either going to need to fly me out 
or you're going to need to fly yourself back in an ambulance. Right. You know, it's going to cost you. So I says, right, I'll take the risk because I'm thinking... I'll be all right. My, my career's done. I think it was my second back surgery. My time I was gone, I thought, I thought I was done. Right. Right, so and I'm thinking, I'm saying to Don, we'll just go get away. So at Christmas, New Year, brilliant. Had the surgery about the start of January, the start of December. So I was up and about for Christmas and New Year. It was magic. Or I sit and like, get a Christmas half, like, you know what it's like, you, know, you oh. don't get them. So I had a great time actually, but Hibs were doing all right. So Cut I, a red wine with the dinner and Absolutely. Yeah. With breakfast. Um, <laughs> Hibs, were, Hibs were going all right at, at the time. Yeah. Beat, beat Hearts in the derby. James Collins, your mate, scored the Oh, winner, what I a think. man call. Um, at Easter Road, I watched it in the, the pub with Kapoor. Didn't let the fire extinguisher off. So brilliant. I'm like, this is good. So I'll get away, I'll get my treatment and... I'll do my rehab, so we went to Dubai for, I think, for a couple of weeks and then I was flying straight for there into East Midlands to go to St George's Park. So I'm sitting, sitting in, in Dubai on my phone, what, message, a number comes up. Hibs are playing Aberdeen, BN Sports. Like, yeah, yeah, BN, so, uh, so anytime, Richard Keys. Like, anytime you're out there, like, all the Scottish games are on, so I, was, I didn't even realise, I'm flicking through the channels and fucking Aberdeen v Hibs is on. But like, I'd go to on Hibs TV if I wanted to watch it, but it's... But, that's live. So I was watching our game, and but but cut up that go on our two hours before this. I got a message for a number that I never knew him. Just come up. Remember, lads, it's all in our our hands. And then it was a wee key emoji. Take this wee key onto the pitch. Open up, and it was some other emoji. Like the world. Open up the world. But and I'm, I'm sitting looking at this and going, who the fuck? Somebody's trying to take the piss out of me. Right, so I think it was Tomo. I text, I said, Tomo, could you just get a message? And I think, I'm sure it was Tomo, it was either Tomo or Paul Hanlon. And, and he says back, and he's like, don't even ask, I'll phone you after the game. And I said, Tomo, I'm four hours or three hours ahead, of you phone me tomorrow or something? <laughs> so I'm looking at this phone and I'm going, what's going on here? Like, everything's in our hands, the key, the key to our destiny is tonight in this game. So I'm sitting watching, trying to make sense of this, because uh-huh. like, I can't really speak to him. Because yeah. they're all in the pitch. And <laughs> so anyway, I speak to Tomo the next day. He's brought in this psychologist, Big Dave. So I, I ended up being in this group this full holiday. <laughs> and your name playing? No, and I don't think they realised I was in it. So he'd been giving the numbers of the people. He only put people in that I think because he told a lot of players he could leave, but I was because I was injured, I never get told that. Yeah. I don't know what, if I'd get told that or no. I was playing in his first game, so maybe I wouldn't have. But, but it was weird, man. What, but, the text you'd get through? Aye, the... but text for Dave at 11 o'clock at night. If you're still awake, there is a key. <laughs> Turn the key and fall asleep. <laughs> you, I mean, I'm being serious. I, I'm even joking. Ask Tomo, ask... Ask any of the Inverness boys because I asked Josh Meekins about it and he says they go right and all. Oh, amazing, right? man. So, but it obviously works for some people and I'm no knocking it. But it Surely didn't... boys text him back. A load of nonsense now. I'd have killed him, man. No, I, looking now, I, I think I'd have love message X to be about when, <laughs> when he was here. Can you imagine what we'd, we'd send him? <laughs> so what would the boys just send back? A thumbs up or something? No, I'm not. No, I'd never no. get back now. I, I think it, it, and that became like a... Running joke. I but then, then what was happening was Oh, all kicked off because at this point I was back for St George's Park. I done a, I done a week down there. All the was there. By the way, get him involved. All the was there. There's me, right? Fucking skint down there, getting it through the PFA, doing it to try and get back to another couple of years of my career. He's pine. What? 
to be able to play in the chat that the fat boy game. <laughs> <laughs> Did you speak to him? Ah, we like the eighties go at a time. Right. I still regret because at the time I'm saying to Don, I can't go and get my, my picture with him or something. Should I go to his phone number? Uh-huh, man? Did you get a pint of that one, nah? No, at night, like, you just went and done your... Everybody went back to their room, but he it was great, by the way, see with all the... I didn't realise how big he was. Don was telling me, because I was all in Moors, who was this guy and all that? Uh-huh. And she was telling me that, oh, James, he's massive. We're stoning in the ice bath and that. And you, you do all the stuff together, so that they put you on the bike, should they, your rehab. He, he was a great guy. And he said, so what you do, all oh, that. And, you know, I can't remember the guy's name. You might remember it. He played with Norwich, and he came to Coventry for Norwich, wee striker. Oh, um, Simeon Jackson? No. No. Um, for Gillingham, I think, to Norwich, to Coventry. Gillingham. And it was all... It was all oh, um, McDonald. I think Cody McDonald. He was all in where's his pal. Right. So I had an so I'm still in talking. That was, she's like, why are you not your pick? Why are you not his phone number? Why are you not trying to get, <laughs> get, get his tickets or something? Uh-huh. I think no. I need to ask him that. But looking back now... It's amazing, man. I don't know what... Well... Key Holly Mums, I would get him away for Holly Wally Bay any day of the week. <laughs> Mate, you're Holly Wally with that, man. Oh, I love her, man. I love her. <laughs> right, so anyway, then I'm what happened? Sorry, Don, Don's mum's going to kill me for that. <laughs> what are we talking about? So you come back to St James's Park? Aye, right, so. St George's Park? Aye, right? St George's Park, and so, right. Meeting. <laughs> um, so, right. I'm just back, aye, so. I'm a, I maybe only missed. No, I've skipped a bit. You need to hear this bit. Right, go. So this is this is where I, I'm really starting to worry, and this is maybe at least to to Big Dave coming in. I'm sitting in the dressing room, oh, and his first days comes in. No, by the way, I'm no knocking Terry Butcher because he done a an alright job at Inverness for a season. Up yeah. there, remember he had them. Uh-huh. Aye, no, he was good at Inverness. Aye, uh-huh. and Motherwell he done a good job as aye. well. But I go to we're sitting and the big chef brings in the every Monday. So we started later. He brings in. The roller thing, and it's got a pot of tea, pot of coffee, cakes, all this stuff. So we're all sitting. Right, so I think he's going, like, what's going on here? And by going to the Jones is sitting, going like that. You've Jeez. seen this before, uh, huh? Right, so, right, so, right, lads, just, we need to get to know each other a bit, bit better and all that. So you going fine, aye. Um, right, so if you could be any animal in the world, what would you be? I think he's going, what? Serious? And, and, and he was see, right, so it starts on, I'd be a lion. Good answer. Right, what would you be a lion for? Just pick some. I can't remember, right? I can remember some of So, it gets to, it gets to, we Louis. Louis Stevenson, I think. Hi. And I asked Paul today, I can't remember if Louis says he would be a poodle or a Jack Russell. Because he likes he likes the dogs or something like that, right? So he's like, good answer, Louis. I think it was a Jack Russell. He's tenacious in that, or a pit bull or something. Really, he says, right? He done good answer, right? Fine. So I'm, I'm sitting thinking, this is actually all right. right? So it gets to me. Some of the people would say, I'd be this, I'd be. I think he said, I'd be a giraffe for a laugh because he was a big guy. Okay. Right? So I'm stupid like that. Go like that, and we're going round and. It gets to me, but would you be? I said, I'd be a black Labrador. <laughs> she said, what? I said, I'd be a black Labrador. He says, what would you be a black, black Labrador for? Just because I've had a black Labrador for 10 years, he's a great dog. He's just done that. Like, you might have seen the disgust in his face. he done that. I thought you'd have been a lion or a tiger the way you play. And I'm going, 
I like Labrador's. <laughs> oh, dearie me. And then another one. So that, and then, go, he goes to the half. Hey, what would you be? The half says, I'd be a greyhound. <laughs> I can't remember the full story. Yes, the man, isn't he? What would you be a greyhound for? He says, I've got two greyhounds. All right. And uh, so then, that, this happened regularly. Uh-huh. So I'll tell you one about half's greyhounds. So tell you, to, the next week it was right, you have to tell somebody something that you don't know. Nobody will know about you. Uh-huh. Right, or this was maybe the next morning. So the half says, I've got two greyhounds and I walk them 14 miles a day. <laughs> <laughs> and I walk something like that. I walk, I walk them 30 miles a day, something like that. So by this point, I'm thinking, folk are taking a piss here, man. How does the half? He doesn't even... He walk himself, man. <laughs> right, so... I get Cummins. Right, or... Put the, the one with Jason Cummins would be... Eh... <laughs> uh, it was a different... If you could be any past or present, or what, what could you be? What would you be? Like, so everybody's going, I'd be messy. Oh, I think how good he is. Uh-huh. I think I said, poor y'all or something. Jason Cummins. Purely serious. I think I'd be Hugh Hefner. <laughs> <laughs> and Butcher's sitting gone. And I don't, I think, like, he was trying to do this for the right reasons, uh-huh. but our boys just weren't getting it. Uh-huh. But I thought, so then these meetings get stopped, apart from the squad. So I wasn't allowed in them because I wasn't in the squad. Right. But I was just hearing all the stories. They were, did Sean Murdoch not say Duncan Bannantyne? Aye. <laughs> 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 come round to him. <laughs> he goes, aye, that's a good answer, but he says, aye, that'd be Duncan Bannantyne because he's a good entrepreneur and he's made loads of money. <laughs> Duncan Bannantyne. That's what he said he would be. Uh, so what's the balloon one? Tell us the balloon one. Is it Celtic Park? He done it at Celtic Park with Inverness. I can't remember if it was was at Celtic Park. See, but he done it with Inverness because Josh Meekins has told me this. Right. And he done it. And they beat Celtic. They beat Celtic. I think Inverness beat Celtic or drew with Celtic at Celtic Park. And it, so he got them all to blow a balloon up. I think this was Big Dave's idea. Uh-huh. So blow your balloons up. Right. Right. Fine. Everybody's right. Whatever. Just before kick off. Right. Burst the balloon. That's all the fears. No. You go on these courses and people tell you these things like these things can work. And but so that was fine. So. Not for well, we've done it and they went out and beat Selic, or Drew, right? So, I think. So, I think we were playing Kilmarnock or something, or Celtic at Easter Road. It was maybe, I think, I was on the bench. Because I get back and I made the bench and a few of these squads and we're sitting and he's like, right, blow the balloons up. I think it was, I might be wrong, but I can remember it blowing it up. Or I was either on the bench or I was there, but the story's definitely true. Because I was talking to Paul about it and we blew the balloons up. And he's like, right, burst the balloons. That's all the fears that Celtic can give us. Samaras was a sub. And I'm thinking, hey, that's all right. All the, fe- all the fear's gone. But what if you get to 60 minutes and Samaras is coming on your knacker? You've got to give another balloon to blow up. Imagine him on the side here, Jimmy. He's going to run me and get another balloon. And, and, that, and the boys at that point... And but mate, see, just to, sorry to interrupt you, but... Terry Butcher, captain of England, you'd think he'd have enough about him that he wouldn't need Big Dave. Surely he's got enough wisdom and charisma, the guy he is, that I've seen interviews with him and the knowledge that he's got. That, why would he need someone like that? I, I, think, he, and I, I think he did. He did have it. and He just he trusted in what, what his people and what his staff could bring. Right. And, and he thought what, what he was doing was right. And look, Eddie Boothroyd was a bit like that. Well, like we turned up at Coven, away games and the dressing room was all decorated in Coventry gear. 
like genuinely like I like, like Coventry posters and flags like because he wanted it to feel like the home dressing I but I think there is there's loads of and I'm not saying what's right and wrong because nah. I don't know but, yeah. but I don't I'm not sure that was Terry because like, I can't imagine him in an England dressing room doing that can nah, you like, nah no way you, you don't see Terry Butcher the way he was but like that, that's that's what that's what was happening, mm-hmm. and I know you're meant to see everyone that stays in the dressing room doesn't come out, but things like that. Where I was banned for meetings, and when Tomo wasn't in the squad, banned Tomo wasn't playing in the playoffs. I wasn't playing in the playoffs. No, Tomo would have made a huge difference. Yes. Um, I think even a half at me would have helped because Ryan McGovern, as much as I like him, a good player, good left back, he was playing centre back. Yeah, he's never a centre half. And it, it, that that that's that's why I said at the end. To, when he pulled me in and it, and it was fine with Terry at the end and he says, look, I'm letting you go, budget cuts. He was, he was letting me go anyway. Mm. Um, whether we stayed up or no, but I think most folk get, get that. And I says, look, that's fine. I says, I'm not going to come out and, and hammer you or say anything here. I says, but the one thing I need to come out and say is I was fit. Yeah. Because look, I've got a kid, another kid on the way now and I need another club. <clears> and it, it looks to everybody that I've not been fit. So I come out and done a bit and says, look, I've been fit for the last 10, 10 games and the last 10 weeks of the season and it, it created quite a bit of a storm just saying, well, why is he, why are they playing a left back instead of And do I think it made a difference, aye? Mm-hmm. Would we have stayed up? Who knows? Because you don't know, but I'd have backed myself again in, in a playoff game against Hamilton, particularly when, when we're 2 up, going back to Easter Road to, yeah. to help people. Because bear in mind, Paul Hanlon was injured as well, so you were missing Paul Hanlon, you were missing Tomo. I was out of the team, I wasn't playing great because of my back anyway, but my back was fixed, which it showed next year when I went to Dundee and done all right. Mm. So that I had to come out and say that, but nothing bad about Terry in terms of that. No. That was big Dave. Yeah. Uh, it, another another guy that was on his coaching staff, I think obviously speaking to yourself and Tomo, was, was Morris Malpass. I think the way Tomo was terrible, wasn't it? He mm-hmm. had to go and run on his own every yeah. afternoon. We went for him two sports scientists to him then. Right now, whatever you, you think about them, people work, but, but Morris Malpass was a sports scientist. So he was taking Tomo out and doing Tomo Hill runs and whatever. Right, so I'm coming back for a back injury, a serious back injury, second back surgery. Way. So I'm thinking, by the way, this club have spent a lot of money on this back and I'm not even getting time. So I'm stoning, facing that way. He's about putting the ball in my head, I have to chase it and bring it back to him. I'm going, Phew. so we, David Henderson, who's now at Motherwell, he was getting off his nut. So in the end, it kind of got to the point where they had a wee bit of, I don't know if it was a row or whatever, but Hen, we came to an agreement and I had done my running with Hendo. I, I think I said to Hendo, he make it up that my back, can he take it or something? Just because I'm thinking, I need to think of my career here, I can't. Yeah. going out and then the runs that Morris Malpass has given me, mm-hmm. that we don't know. Because like, I had a surgeon that was saying, oh, any long runs you're doing, they own an alter G for the first four months to make sure you can do your short stuff on the grass and all that. And, I was spending half an hour run, running after a ball at a dog. And, and Kevin Thompson's doing the same. A, a top player. Uh-huh. Um, Love Tom as a player, man. Oh, brilliant. And, and I, I'm sitting, so I, I'm watching this club that I'm saying that I, I really enjoy, really love playing for. Need one win, and Kevin Thompson isn't playing. Uh-huh. And You're not playing. Me, I was coming back for injury, fine, but I, st- I still think I'd have helped. Did you find Morris Malpass hard worker, huh? Aye. Aye. And, and he's a. He's the one person in, in football that I've probably, in, and this isn't a Dundee, Dundee United thing, because I love Paul Hegarty when I worked with him, worked yeah. with him twice. Well, worked with Billy Kirkwood um, when he was at Livingston, I speak to him, but Morris Malpass tried to do me in. 
Ja, det er det. Aye. And I've, I've still I've seen him at the Derby, and he probably doesn't know I know. Um, but and I, this is just me being on a personal note. This is nothing to do with football, but this is me being a person and think what he done was wrong. Um, and I've, I've no problem saying it because I've been waiting for the chance to say it, but it's never really, I've never felt the need or the chance to pop up and say it. But probably now is I'm halfway through the story, so I may as well say it. I've said it without naming who done it, but I was when I left left Hibs, I had a, I was a few offers to go and do pre season with a couple of teams. Um, I don't want to name the team because then you'll know who, then you'll know who to help me because you probably told everybody this. Mm-hmm. But a manager phoned me up that. They had asked to speak to the surgeon, so I had to give written consent for them to speak to the surgeon to say my back was all right. So that was fine. I said, Aye. So I was comfy with my back. Yeah. Um, and this manager phoned me up and says, Look, James, it's just to make you aware that I've had Morris Malpass on the phone and he says you can only train one day a week. He says and that, that, that day has to be at the start of the week and we need to give you a hard day's training session. And then that's, that's got to do you for the full week. Your body can't cope. That, on my kid's life. An SPL manager phoned me up, it was the SPL at the time, phoned me up and says that's what, <clears throat> that's what Morris had said to him. Now I'm going, right, I get that, let's see if that manager had a phone to him and says, what was he like now, was a dick about the place or a bad influence? He didn't think you were good. Uh-huh. Or if I was rubbish, yeah. say that, because that, that's, that's your opinion of somebody. Yeah. But he, he, told, he told somebody something that was just completely untrue. I was, I was working my balls off to try and get back fit to help Hibs. Uh-huh. And he, he done me in with that, and and at the time I thought about doing it and coming out and saying it, and I get advice to leave it, and because because then it was it was giving him the opportunity to get back out there. Mm. But I always said at some point I'll see it, and again it's it's maybe is it the right time? I don't know, but I, I just think as a personal not being in this side of the game now, even if I've got a player like that's no playing in my team, whatever. So just say you're my player, yeah. you're no playing in my team. Mm. Somebody phones me up about you, I would say look. Like, Come and go and have a look at him. He's like he's that. I'd never turn around and tell a lie. Mm. I would say I, I think you, what you've got to be is honest. Yeah. Um, because <clears> what, what I wouldn't say like if you if you couldn't train every day, I wouldn't say I take him. Right? He's, he's never missed a day's training. Mm. Or but what what you could have said is he said bother he's back ever since we've been here, but he's trained for the last three weeks. Weeks uh-huh. the last ten weeks, sorry, yeah. and he sat on the bench the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. So. That, that's that sort of lacks class for me. Yeah, he was a classy footballer, top player, and um, for what I believe and what I've been told. But, but as a man, then I think Tom will say the same thing. So I'm I'm not alone. And next time he sees me, he might have something to say to me. But you go and you tell people lies, people find out about it, and, and that's certainly what he done to me. So it's I think it's it's poor, uh-huh. and. I think it it shines through even more now on this side when I see it because I've had those questions asked yeah. for other managers what's he like or what's this player like and I've asked other managers what's this player like and whatever and, and they'll maybe say it you by the way I don't really go home with him but he can do he this he can do you, that huh? Aye, have a yeah. look at him yeah. like, but I've never had anybody say that to, like, anything like that to me that's mm. it's a, a blatant lie I've found it anyway yeah. but, that, but that was for me that, that lacks that lacks class, but I'm not surprised with that with him. So see, just sorry, on the last wee bit about Hibs, Hibs that, that that playoff game at Hamilton, when that second goal goes in, do you think, are you sitting in the stand? Mm-hmm. Do you think, the director's box, do, you think, yeah. do you think, we're going down here? No, oh, oh, at Easter Road, sorry? Yeah. I was worried, I, I, I was worried when the first one went in, 
because it's a tough place to play. Um, when the crowd's on your back. Aye, uh, and again, that, that goes back to why was Kevin Thompson on the pitch. Mm. Why was I know Involved. Like, and people say, well, you, you get beaten, but I'd played in big games. I'd, be, I'd been in that environment when things weren't going right. Yeah. Paul Hanlon had been there when things weren't going right. People like Alex Harris, young kids, Sam Stanton, young kids, they hadn't been there nah. when things weren't going right. So I can get you, we were 2 a up, so we just needed to see that through. And for me, get your experienced players on the pitch. Now, if it's no me, because he doesn't think I'm fit enough, I was fit enough by the way, but if he didn't think that, you've seen me in my pre-season when I came, I was all right. Yeah. Um, I would have done a job for 90 minutes to get us out of the line, mm-hmm. I think. Tomo would have done more than a job. Yeah. Tomo would have dictated the game. So I, what was the feeling like in the stand when that second goal went in? Was it horrible? Aye, I went down. No, I, I oh, told, did? So aye. you went down what, to the side of the pitch? Aye, well, no, do, no down to the side of the pitch, but just at the side of the, the tunnel. Tunnel, because right. Because I, I told Don to get the, the baby just out, because I wasn't wanting them to see that either. And my dad was at the game and that, because this was a club that we had great, great uh-huh. memories of as well as a family, like where it was some good results, some some good dates, some bad ones as well that were there, obviously, but we, we had beat Celtic there, we big Scottish Cup ties here, stuff that was good, yeah. and that was going to be my last time, so I didn't want, in particular, but the baby was getting to a point where she was looking about and I'm going, she's going to hate football, mm. and rightly so, the Hibs fans, because they were getting worried, yeah. um, and Hamilton were looking the better team, and, and when that changed, that, that told you the full story, when he brings Tom on and he cheers, it was like we'd scored a goal, Yeah, he should have been playing for the start, but look, that's for, that's for them, that's their decision to make, and and I'm I'm, see, I'm saying this as a player, not as a manager, because it's hard enough. So I'm not criticising them as a as managers or whatever, because Terry Butcher's done a hell of a lot more in the game than I've done as a mm-hmm. manager and as a player. But what I, I was in that environment at the time, and and that's why I can have an opinion on it, because plenty of other people have it. And Kevin Thompson should have been on the pitch, and I think I should have been on the pitch as well. And then the penalties, horrible to watch. Aye, just a lottery then, um, and you know, and it wasn't, and then just. That was a bad dressing room afterwards as well. That was just total, like, again, tears. Silence, tears, was I, it? Like, like the five one, like the, the, the wee Louis and that. Like, people that, like they, they, him and Paul, they've been forever in that club. That's yeah. why I was so delighted when they, they won the cup. Like, people that have been dragged through the ringer with every manager there, and you go and they're still there and they're still playing. I don't know how many games, but close to 800 games between them for that club. That, excuse me, that takes some going. Um, we were his only player in the history to win the two cups. Mm-hmm. Players that played at that club. So you see him sitting, got it, and people like that. And then, were you emotional, Jazz? Would you have been in tears now? No, so much in tears, but I was I was low. I know the, the, the one time I, I walked off the pitch, probably in tears, was no walked off the pitch, but the training pitch was when I knew I was missing the cup final. I, I tried, when we tri- to be fair to Hibs, they tried everything as well. Mm-hmm. Um, sent me to Dublin to see this professor guy that worked on all the rugby boys, great. Went to the, the same subject in London, so had, I had about four weeks to play with. Normally if I had six weeks, I'd have been alright, but go, on Tuesday, I had to try and train. Uh-huh. And broke down after the boxes and just walked. Yeah. But the tears are coming down then and just went in and I said to Pat, look, I'll not be back, back in, look, I'm going home. Mm. He said, no, you're not, get in your office, blah, blah, blah. And he says, look, I want you to do my set plays and all that. Whether he looked at it, I don't know, but he kept me involved. Right. But that's the only time probably that on a pitch. Um, but seeing people like that and people hurting when, in my opinion, they shouldn't have been mm. because there's no way we should have been relegated that season. I know it's leagues don't lie and it's going over old ground or whatever, but 
a, a part of anyone where I stayed. There's no way that team would have went down. And then did you just walk out Easter Road that day and then that's you done with Hibs? No, I walked out that day. Um, went home and we all went in for a meeting the next day. Get told get told that story and that's that's when I gave my piece um, and said, look, I'm not going to come out and hammer anything here. I'm not going to say, but... Remember at the time I was the captain of the club, Liam was, I, think, I don't know if he had officially made Liam the captain or whatever, but I'd been the captain, so I was probably a bigger voice there. Yeah. Most, or I was a big voice, me and Tom were the big voices that could have come out and said stuff um, if we wanted, but I said I'm not going to do it. Um, but what I will say is I need to let people know I'm fit. Mm. And if you, if you come out and say I wasn't fit, then that's when I'll, I'll bite back. And he kind of says something like, is that a threat? It's not a threat. I says, it's just, I need to protect my own family here because I need to let teams know I'm, I'm fit. Yeah. And he never, to be fair, he's, he's never said a bad word. And I wouldn't expect him to because I've not said a bad word about, about Terry Butcher, but really, um, uh-huh. Big Dave and Mo might be different. But, <laughs> um, but Big, no, wonder where Big Dave is now, eh? Wonder where that key is. I would try to unlock something. <laughs> right, mate. So... Talking about all your injury problems, stuff like that. How delighted were you that next season at Dundee? Was there an end there that I'm going to go and prove people wrong? Played the full season, done real well. Warrior, flying into tackles, back held up fine. That must have been a big buzz for you to go and play a full season every week. You I, did play every week for Dundee that year, didn't you? I might have missed three games. Yeah. Uh, one when my dad passed away. One when I had a broken rib. And one after we secured the top six because I was pissing blood and... The, oh, doc, yeah. the doc wouldn't let me play. Oh, that's right, I remember that. Yeah. Johnston, yeah. I went into the piss and before the derby, the free one game, and looked down and there was red water coming out. I had a urine, te- a urine bloody infection or something, so I wasn't allowed to play on the Saturday. Um, but, so that was the three games I missed, something like that. Um, but no, the, the, I think the big thing for me was, because my dad was still here and he was telling me to stop. What, stop playing? Aye, because he had seen the flip, you know, for people that said back injuries and, and people have like you seen the Nicky Tiger Woods when he get mm. get pulled over with a motor and that's because he bat and he was on all that medication and do you know what the, the interview I'm talking about uh-huh. and like, I was I went through a stage in my career where I was t- taking diazepam on a Thursday and a Friday to play on a Saturday now people will not believe that like strong don't keep it and people maybe might believe it when they see how bad I was playing on the Saturday. <laughs> but, some of my best games I actually played because it was that relaxed. Um, Is that as a pan brilliant? Uh-huh. It was good for my back, eye, but when you take too much out, you get off your head. Um, so, but but that's what that's what I, mean. I was going through spells like that. My dad was seeing that, and Don was pregnant, and then he was seeing the baby coming in and what he play football. Yeah. And he was saying to me, "It's not worth it." Like he could see, like, I couldn't get my shoes off. Like, mm-hmm. That's how bad. And it was getting to the point. I said, "I'll try my last surgery," but it, it was a point like even at Hibs, that sometimes I would. Have the phone on, right, Don? You need to come pick me up. And she, she would, she wouldn't even say what, how it's happened. She'd jump in the motor, drive to Hibbs' training run, take me to the doctor's surgery. The doctor would give me the whatever that and drive me home because I couldn't even wait for the players to finish training. Yeah. It was just a case of getting home in my kit, and that, and it was, it was horrific. And the people, and so we tried that last surgery, but he, he kept saying to me, "Look, just chuck it. You've got away in the whatever. You've got a family." You're, You'll find something else today. You're doing your coaching badges, blah blah blah. But there was something that I think no, I want to. Mm. I want. I, I think I can get this right. Done. Done that pre-season. And to be fair to a wee time, I think that pre-season helped me because 
I knew that, and I had it in my head as well. It was a fat bunch, wasn't it? Yeah, fat boys, uh huh. Gowser and that. Jim McAllister, no. Aye, you. You, you, talk, you were fat as well, by the way. Wee Cammy. And so, like, I thought I was quite fat, but I wasn't. But, but then I can remember it just getting better and better and doing all these runs. And I feel good here. My back wasn't getting bad. And it came to the pre season games and he's saying, right, we'll leave you. And I'm saying, no, just play me. So I played in all the pre-season games and I missed one, it was the Sheffield United one, just because it was a bus journey. Yeah, I didn't know, I remember yeah, it. I got a bit paranoid and I went, because mm, he took the turkey, I'm, nah, maybe no, and he done that, right, that's fine. He was good with you, wasn't he, Paul Hartley? Ah, he was, he was uh-huh. great, he really was. And, and he, but it, he was good in a way that, I think he pushed me as well. Like, well, even there were times when I'm thinking, I could be doing with my back he kind of got in my head to say nah you need to keep training you're fine just get through it uh-huh. and, and that helped me because I hadn't had that mm-hmm. and always you, always as a back injury people would say nah it's like stop then as soon as it's there but with Paul Paul would say try it again Yeah. and mentally it helped me getting through that and doing all the work so his training was good Hartley as well wasn't it aye uh-huh, like it was good, uh-huh, it was good. I it came for Gordon's yeah and like you love working with Gordon um, and it was hard and a lot of the runs could Gordon run. Yeah. Gordon, they were Gordon's runs and they were, they were horrible and our boys are doing them as well. But it got fit and I can, I can remember that the first time feeling alright was in Hungary when we played an 11 v 11. I think it was wee whitey around me. So I'm like that and I, I could keep up with him. And I'm going, last year I wouldn't have been able to do that. So I felt good, played all the games and just, just kept going and I think I had an alright season and it, it was mere. There wasn't it to prove people wrong like in terms of MD at Hibs because I think they knew that I did everything they knew yeah. I was struggling like and because it was well documented I was going for injections and I was trying to get through and I was being stupid at times I was playing when I wasn't fit uh-huh. and they knew that and it was daft for me but at Dundee I was fit and I just wanted to keep playing but I'd kind of proved to my dad that look I've got another couple of seasons here in me and with my back I did mm. and then I can get a daft knee done yeah. so, but no the back's fine like in that second surgeries Something I wish I'd have done early, mm-hmm. and I think my time at Hibs would have ended a lot better. But who who uh, who impressed you? Dundee Greg Stewart for me was no, top was tremendous, wasn't he? Top player, um, come in and he did everything. Eh? Like, How good was his chops? Man? He was uh, so he was yeah, a fat chopper. Him. Wasn't I hated him. Like he'd date and date again, and mm-hmm. him and Gowser. I remember Gowser spun me one day. I think mm-hmm. and he went into the ground. And everybody was laughing, and it's you know no, but he did. Remember when he's, when he's turning, he uh-huh. turned. he's not even doing it fast. I know, but you don't know what he's doing. And it was a free team game, and I could hear everybody laughing. And, got, and I'm, I'm getting annoyed, and the next minute runs away, and I just smashed Smashed, him. I remember. <laughs> He's going, what the fuck you did? I'm going, oh, come on, man. So you just don't used to, like, it was a love hate relationship, wasn't it? Fighting all the time, but then best pals. Aye, no, it was like, just, I think I, I took them right away, because we were for the same area, but we had never uh-huh. really met. Um, and first day I took him in and just talking away to him, and I like him, and this was me thinking, I said, I like him and drop my mouth and whatever. So, and then with the band, I'm seeing you using that and kind of getting involved in it, and it was good. And then just, it, it's just so easy to wind up. This was me as a, I'm talking about me as a player. Um, it's obviously a different relationship now. Like, just some of the stuff, the car skills were brilliant. Uh-huh. Like, some of the band, Great boys, mate. Great boys have done there. Uh-huh. And that helped. It, everybody says, oh, they're travelling to Dundee. Well, I've done it for six years now. Mm. And, and That's, that was the best times, mate, in the motor. Brilliant, man. Funny. The Jeep, you had big Jeeps, like, doing daft things. And, oh, Jeeps, like, he was a nightmare. And, and, like, he'd be sitting in the back seat of the motor, get the window done, 
red hot day. Everybody's got their windies down. Do you even scoot the motor in front? Water through the windy. Windy back up. The boy turning around. Good guys are sitting like that. Steering straight forward. So that the boy doesn't shout at him. He's scooting. Grown men, man. Scooting people. Scooting people with water. Go on, another one. The police pull me. We're driving to training. Guys, everyone's driving. I think Nicky Lowe's. We had that free free level, I think, at the time. Uh, so you did, uh, and me and Gowser are in the back fighting. Jeebs, he's a ref. And <laughs> the pole is pull us out. And come up and the, the guys out the motor. That's where we're, we're just by Perth. What's happening? Guys say nothing. How? Just, there's two boys fighting at <laughs> the back of your motor. <laughs> the guys are saying, nah, they're, they're only carrying on. So they come out and they say, we Nicky Lowe. We Nicky's sitting and he says, Did you hear your seatbelt on? We Nicky, aye. You know what we Nicky's? <laughs> no, you never. Stop being dicky. Stop, stop being arsy about it. You never had your seatbelt on. We Nicky done, aye, I did. You never had your seatbelt on. You say it again, I'll find you. Nicky done, right, alright. So, and it's the police that they were alright in the end, but all that, boys. But he's look like grown men, but he's dead. So that was it, right? Jeeps, <laughs> he's laughing and I'm going, I'm sitting, so it's a motor pulls away. I'm going, this point made two bends. I'm going, I'm going I'm a father of two. I'm 32 year old and I've just been pulled out for the police for fighting, carrying on fighting in the back of a motor on my way to work. And I think for the end, I say to Gowser, we need to stop it. Mate, you used to fight for like an hour in the back of the motor. No, it was to submit. It was to see who could get... Submit? Aye. Oh, no. <laughs> submit. James was always a ref. It was either, either submit or get the, the other person. Aye. Aye. <laughs> Oh, bro, can you imagine the people driving by? Because like, Gowser's probably quite well known, eh? Uh-huh. Like, pe- no, like, <laughs> like, people would know him like, through football uh-huh. and, like, and cause all these things. And can you imagine people, every motor driving by, because I had his head out the wind every day. Let's <laughs> pull my Gowser's head down out the wind. Amazing, man. And since you became a manager, you want to tell the Alamo story? But see, for you, though, what, 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 uh, what, a schooling for your first year as a manager to try and deal with the personalities that you've got at Dundee. It's good for you, isn't it? It's a good learning experience. Aye, but look, I think I've been lucky in a serious note because, and this is where I think Paul and Neil McCann really did help me when I got injured. Look, Paul Paul took me on a pre-season trip and told me like, the day before, I think oh, he's taking me for a jolly because he feels sorry. He told me, you're going to be taking some sessions. So I'm taking like, the defenders some wee drills. Uh-huh. And I was taking Gowser for a finishing session, stuff like that. Uh, I was to Austria, sorry. So, and I'm going, stuff like that. So, and then when Neil came in, I was under 18's coach at the time, and I went in and I says to Neil, what do you want me to do? Uh, he says, look, go and find out about what you like as coaching, what you like, make mistakes, go and do stuff, come to me with anything. I kept calling him Gaffer. He kept, you need to stop calling me Gaffer, you're no part of my staff, call me Terry. I could never get to it. Terry McGann. I could never. And I think eventually he just accepted it. But he, but he, it was completely different. Where Paul kind of had me on the bench, which was, folk probably thought was weird. But Paul, Paul was having me on the bench and I was, but he was saying to me, but you need to use it as a coach. Don't be sitting as a player and saying he should be, have it in your seat. Have it as, what would you be doing now if you were a coach? So I was a coach at the night, White and scored to relegate United. Yeah. A coach when Rangers battered Dundee at Ibrox. Like, no, I wasn't a coach, but I was sitting there with the coaches he'd done. Yeah. And I'm like, Great experience. you don't get that no. experience. So, and then when I got the 18s in reserves, I was taking them and Neil just said, go and, go and do it and come to me with anything. And I went to him and 
Neil and Garts, honestly, they were, they were great with me like for what for what they allowed me to do. Mm. And then Neil had me watching games, going and watching players. And he was he was really good in that. Like He just let me... Like, he would come to all the games, but he would let me kind of take the team top the, the reserve games, I mean. Or the, mm-hmm. Would you watch your coach jazz and like give you pointers and that? Aye, wee bits and pieces, but a lot of the time they'd be training. But no, what he always done, like, it, it was, I thought it was brilliant. Like, he always asked me, Neil knew every player. Like, and he would always say, right, how's Finn doing? How's Lyle doing? And, and I've already given <clears throat> like myself credit for putting Finn in. And to be fair, I think it wasn't too much of a risk because I'd worked with him, I'd played with him. But Neil, I phoned the SFA when they were 15 to see if they could play in the Betfred, him and Lyle, to see if they could play in the Betfred Cup against Brecon. Or in, in, or if it was a friendly or the Betfred Cup, I think yeah. it was the Betfred Cup against either Brecon or Cowdenbeef when they were 15 and they said no. So Neil was going to play them when they were 15. Was he? Genuinely. So, and I don't know, and I don't know if he's ever said that. He probably wouldn't want to come out and say yeah. that. But he, I, I made the phone call. So I know that's true. And, so that but I had seen I had seen them when they were fourteen, but they'd always be asking me, right, who would you send there? And it'd be that buying, right? Why? Why would you, who would you have on the bench? And like it was two completely different interests like, that I had. Like I wasn't kind of close to Neil in terms of what he was doing with the first team, but he took a real interest in what I was doing with eighteens and yeah. was asking my opinion with them. Where Paul was mere, like, what do you think with the first team and trying to help me with the first team? Yeah. But with Neil, he, he just come to me with stuff. Because of that, the one thing I did have to do was take myself away from the players. Mm. So, is that hard to hear? It was because I loved the dressing room. Yeah. But it was Neil says to me, like, you're not a coach, you, you get changed in the coaches room. Mm. And you come in and you have a wee meeting, you do this. And at the start, that was tough because and I still went in and had the wee bit of banter. And, and then, like, things were happening. And, and I was finding myself that. I can't get involved in this banter anymore. Uh-huh. Can... Setting fire at we come in. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no. It, no the, I think the penny did drop when it was me and Gowser because they had something, something happened that broke in the gym. Something got broke in the gym. And Neil made a big thing about it. And he was right because players were messing about. And so he says, look, come on, lads. Professional, blah, blah. And he, he, that's why he, he, he was. He was really professional and he's working all that and the stuff in the gym. And everything was done right, I thought. Um, and the next about two days later, seeing Lorraine, Lorraine's room, the fluorescent lights. Uh-huh. Me and Gowser were playing throat. Let's go like, for there, there across a ball, a fiver. Let's go free, free lives. Throw the ball. So you can throw it as hard as you want to catch it. If you dropped it, so if you dropped uh-huh. it three times, it's a fiver. And he, he, he flung it, and it was too high, and I was raging with And I flung it, and out the door, and hit the light, and broke the light. And uh-huh. I was a coach. Uh-huh. I'm going on, no man. So. I had to go and jab his door and say, look, Gaffer. Probably. He's like, it's Terry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's no, going to be Gaffer. No, it's Gaffer. And I'm like, what is it? I don't know. I just broke a light out there. He's like, what do you mean? He's just like, it's my fault. I was fucking about it. Jazz, I've just said that. That meeting with the I said, no, I'm sorry. And to be fair, he was good. And then it was then I kind of thought, I, I need to get as much away from this as I can. Mm-hmm. I still found myself... Like at times getting caught up, but people were Lorraine was good with me. Like at times would say, big what? G- well, I a different class having about the place, but Lorraine would say, Jazz, you can't do that. Mm. And it, it took me a while to I'm thinking, How can I not do it? Like, I'm not doing any harm, yeah. But I, it took me a while to get to the other side, and then eventually it go it. And but it was still because I then I, I travelled up myself 
So I got away from the car schools and that was hard. Uh-huh. I missed that. Man, it's tough, mate, travelling up there on your own every day. Yeah, you know, like I come up with Dave and Jimmy and that and we get wee quizzes and that going. So it's back to like we've got a wee car school, but Brilliant. and we do some work in the motor and that bit. Quickly on the manager's job, like so McIntyre moved on. when did you first hear that the club wanted you to do it? The next day. What phone call? Aye, John phoned me. I think it was a Sunday. It was either the Sunday or the no, it was a Sunday. Aye, John phoned me. Obviously, I just heard the news. Like I, we got a text, I think, through Eric, the club secretary, saying what well, the manager's been relieved of his duties, whatever, blah blah blah. Um, and then John phoned me and just says, "Look, would would you take the team for next week?" No hesitation, there. No, oh, like I said, yeah. I'd love to. Um, delighted. This is John. The boys are after the mora. That's the only thing. Um, they think they'd been gave. Was it game the following Sunday? I can't remember, but whatever week came, I said, so I don't want to change that and phone all the boys, so you're all right, aye, that's fine. So she's just do whatever you want for the week, build up, play, go and play whatever way you want to play. I said, John, I've got a couple of kids that I'd love to play. Um, she said, do what you want to do. See, so interrupt you. I want to play kids, but were you not thinking, I want to play my best player so I've got a chance of getting the job, or will you want to show that I can do like a full long term plan for this club, play young players, bring them through? Was, that, was there any planning in that? Or knowing the just... phone call. Right. Knowing the phone call, but when I got into the club the next day, like, cause I, think, like, I thought Finn, like, I, I, I played him because I thought he, he could handle it. And he proved that he was yeah. brilliant um, in the game. And if Darren hadn't got sent off, then Lyle Cameron would have made his debut that day as well. So he was just unlucky. Mm-hmm. The three of them would have made their debut. Um, but I wasn't thinking like that. I just thought, look, he could play. No, what, what when I went in on the Monday and I sat down and I didn't again and I go I didn't get into the manager's office it wasn't mine I went into the wee coaching office and I sat down and I went through the stuff and I went who could play with who and who could do this and then I'm going to St Mirren are playing Hamilton and the playoff or whatever it was in a league game the last yeah. league game so I'm phoning Dave and Dave was working with Aberdeen at the time. We did working for Dell and sweet Dave's fucking great. Dave McIlwins, was he? Huh? He right. was doing match reports and stuff. Right. So I had asked Dave, "Can you come to this game with me and do a bit for me?" Because I don't know what to do. And he phoned Dell and brilliant for Dell. Dell let him do it, and so we came, Dave. And so I'm then going and watching St Mirren for Dundee, and for but for me, yeah, I'd done it for Neil uh-huh. to go and watch. And I went, Phew. I was saying to Dave, right, but how do you think we can do it? Can we do here and that? And guys, Irvin was here. And, having these wee conversations in the motor. It was then, I think, I thought, you know That's what? That, isn't it? I'm going, could, I'd been out of first-team football for yeah. three years, maybe, since injury. Uh-huh. I'd never, I'd sat in the bench, but I was never really, my input wasn't valuable as such to people. It was never changing people's opinions. It was maybe upsetting people, the fact I was there, mm. because maybe people thought, what the fuck's he doing sitting there when he's not a coach anyway? And, but Paul, Paul was genuinely trying to help me out yeah. in terms of injury, and then Neil was doing the same. But when I got that bug for the first team, again, I said, nah, like, I can't go back. Yeah. So I think it was about the Wednesday, I, I sat with John, because all the other, like, to be fair, after after Neil left, I think it came out in the bookies that I had a chance of the job or something, or it was tipped in the paper, and I had no chance of the job. I had coached for about a week or something. Mm. Um, and I had, John had phoned me up, he says, look, I'm just giving you the cut. He said, you're never even considered for this. I says, that's fine. I said, I know that anyway. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be. I remember that phone call. So on a Wednesday, I think I I, phoned, I met John. I says to him, John, see, just before we go any further, I says, just 
don't let me rule myself out of this. She says, even if you, you know right now that you don't want me for this job, don't let me rule yourself out. She says, fine, you never need anyway. Uh-huh. She says, all right, well, all right, what are you doing in training the day? Something like that. Uh-huh. But I had to get it out there because I had a wee buzz. Like, no, I didn't know how it was going to go because uh-huh. it could have went terrible on the Saturday. Um, but I think the players, if you had asked it, they enjoyed the week. But we, we had nothing to play for, but we did have something to play for because of our pride. Mm. Sounds daft, but the last you played game, well as well, didn't you? We were good on the day, yeah. and we played for seventy odd minutes with ten men. Yeah, and like seeing Darren devastated because he like, he felt he let me down like he hadn't. Like Daz had been great all week for me, helped me out. Being Kenny Miller was great all week. But you're talking, you're talking about people there that were older than me, Kenny anyway. Mm-hmm. More experience, better careers, better players, be miles. That I'm coming in and put Gowser, different class, the two Gowsers, Ryan McGowan, Paul McGowan, Meeks, all getting on at people when things weren't done right. But for me, like, yeah. and the trait that I'm thinking, this team are good. Mm. I haven't seen much of them because I'd been training away from them, like with the kids or whatever. Yeah. Um, and we ended up, we picked a team and it unfortunately didn't win the game, but I think a lot of positives come out of it, particularly Finn. And I think the crowd scene, seen what a you're bit. trying to do, huh? I just they've seen a bit of. Fighting passion, what they want. Uh-huh. And I hate to say that because you should see that all the time, and that's not a dig at the players because they, they did have that all season. But they, just that day, I think they they went out and and they wanted they wanted for themselves as well to, to give the fans something. It wasn't for me, but for themselves, they wanted to, the players wanted to give the fans a wee bit. How much of a buzz was that on the side for the first time? Amazing. Yeah, it was. I'm not going to lie. It was that's when, and even then after it, because I can remember. Tony Fitzpatrick, I met him because I'd done the bit with my dodge and said, because um, they kept asking me, you're interested in the job and my answer was, I'll wait and see. And that was my answer. Like, no, no, I've not even thought about it. But I had, I had started having wee thoughts and Tony Fitzpatrick, who was the, one of the, the chief executives at Man, he pulled me because he'd heard an interview. Uh-huh. I, he, he phoned me on the way home. He said, don't ever say that again. Because Tony was my youth coach at Levy. Right. He said, what do you mean? He said, don't ever rule yourself out of any job. He says, you've just ruled, you're, you've, you're doing a great job, you've only been in it a week. And he, Tony was just talking me up. Like, yeah. He'd obviously seen a Dundee team that looked like they were, they were playing for us and doing stuff and whatever. And, and he says that to me, he said, don't rule yourself out. I said, oh, Tony, I was just being, I had to say it. No, you didn't. He said, I told him you want the job, you never know when you'll get another chance. I don't want to hear you saying that again. <laughs> and I thought, that was brilliant. Yeah, and that then, is brilliant. And said the same to him. I said, Gordon, see if I, because I had, me and Gordon's paths crossed through his grandson about three months before. Right. That his grandson was leaving Peterborough and Gordon phoned me and said, would he come? So we would be signed him and he's a good player and he's got a chance of getting in on the first team. He's in a Dundee, is he? He's out and on at Breakin. Right. And he, he's doing well. So, but I phoned, I thought, who, who, who can I phone here? So, I phoned Gordon and I said, I think Gordon thought at the time, I said, Gordon, see if I had to get this job, would you help me? And... Did you? So it was you that kind of got Gordon tracking in? Yeah, well, I think the club were thinking that anyway. Right. Um, the club were thinking of doing something because he's he's linked to the club anyway. Done, yeah. I, but I, because I had been speaking to him anyway, and I, I thought I'm going to phone him up and just I says, would you help me? And he's, he's, he's I'm past all that. I, said, I'm, I think he thought I was me and we'd be my assistant. <laughs> How can I ask Gordon to be that? I said no, Gordon. I, I says no, but he says he says James, I'd help any young manager. He says anything you want. Pick up the phone, and I thought you know what. I, but I'd never really met him. Uh-huh. Played against his teams or whatever. Never met him. I did, don't even know if he knew me. Like, putting it that way. Probably um, never. I, I know. No, I probably, probably, no, I probably <laughs> did. Eh? But like, and I, 
I thought, I got into the conversation, we thought about, oh, you're doing in Coventry, oh, brilliant, and I had three years in there, it's great, a four year done it, so I was trying to throw things in, <laughs> just in case you didn't know Get me, right. and, and he, I don't know, whatever you need, son, pick the phone up, blah, 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 um, so that was fine, because when he phoned me about his grandson, I could just have been any under 18 coach, that he'd never even heard of, yeah. but knowing Gordon now, he knows everybody, uh-huh. he's that wise to the game, he's, he's, oh, and he's still, he still knows everything, and he's still, so engrossed in football that it's it's refreshing for yeah. somebody like him. That, Great to sit and listen to oh, Brilliant. Um, but, so to him, I phoned another couple of people and another one, Jack Ross and Sunderland were playing, I think, I don't know who they played, I might be wrong, but they were playing a playoff game the next day and Jack Ross spent an hour on the phone on a Friday night to me about an interview for the Dundee job. Like, how what? we go about stuff, what he say, what he would suggest, and I thought that like, it was the night before we played St Mum, because I was I was worried about the press and stuff. I'm yeah. conscious of it. They're going to ask me this. They're going and find you'll be able to find out who they were playing. But they were playing either that night or the next night in a playoff game. For, he was a Sunderland manager at the time to get out of the league. Uh-huh. I think it was one of the first legs or second legs, and I'm sure it was against Portsmouth. Portsmouth, it was me. I remember uh-huh. watching it. And, he spent an hour on the phone and it's I came off the phone and went, look, there is some good people in football look, for all the... And it wasn't even as if I had to rush off the phone. Yeah. And he'd, he'd done that and loads of people, Andy Boyle, helped me and I just... And I thought, you know what, I'm going to try. How was it How is it interviewing for a job, part? Aye, because I had never oh, really done... Would you wear a collar and tie? I did, I, I turned up my suit. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, but it maybe helped me a wee bit because I knew them. But I'd, I'd done, I'd spent a lot of time doing a presentation, not, not like a big, but like what what I thought my plans were and, because you got, you get asked what, how you going to get where we want to be, who you want to sign, who you want to keep, all that stuff. And I spent a lot of time speaking to Andy Boyle about the fitness stuff and speaking to Gordon about all his stuff and just tapping into anything I could. Yeah. Speaking to Jack, because Jack had done the same thing. And all those people were, were a real great help. Dave Mackay had been at Stirling. Dave and Gaz Irvin helped me all week that first week as well, so I had a lot of help um, with that. But, but getting in it, because the, the bookies had given it to Jim Goodwin. So right. I'm turning up here going, and then got no chance of getting this job anyway. But then I, I was getting, I was hearing rumours that, that it's not even true. Now, and I'm being honest, I didn't hear anything because of people, because I'm within the club, I heard or I get tipped off, I didn't. Because people were phoning me saying, tell us so we can get money on it. <laughs> and all like that. I, just, I wish I could tell you. Uh-huh. Not to get Sorry the mo- about that phone call, mate. <laughs> <laughs> not to get the money on it, but just so that I knew. Yeah. And, but no, they'd done it, but it was a long process. And is it just one interview, Jazz, is it two? Two, there was two. There was two. <laughs> well, I had one with just myself, and then I had one with me and Jimmy. Jimmy Nicol? Mm-hmm. Well, he'd get you the job, mate, wouldn't he? Uh, well, they, they want talk to, you in. And I, I wanted to, 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 to talk about like, Dave and stuff as well, so putting all that in, and, and I think um, in the end, I, I got a phone call for John, and he says, look, we're going to offer you the job. How good the feelings that? Where were you in your house? I was in the motor. Um, See, when the phone call came through, did you know it was this was going to be... I knew it was one way or the other. Yeah. Um, because it was... I'd kind of had... And I wasn't, and again, and people will probably think I'm talking shit, but I'm not. Like, I wasn't getting any inside information. Like, I didn't know they'd done it. 
even to the, the point where I think we Jim Thompson wasn't even getting involved because he, he didn't want to be involved in a process where he knew me. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. And and which I thought I thought that was great for Jim in, in terms of that, which was killing me because I go on well with Jim and I'm thinking I want him involved. But mm-hmm. Jim took himself out or whatever because of a conflict of interest. So that the club done it properly. And when the phone went, I says, I know I was in the car and I had the, the kids and I think they were screaming and I'm going, I John and it was just right. Um, he says, son, did you get your suit ready or something? Going to offer you the job and I said, oh, brilliant, blah blah blah. And he says, I right, when, when do you need me to come up? In the meantime, one of the kids is screaming in the background and he, he's like, just what, look, we're offering you the job for me when you're back in the house. I can hear you're in the car with the kids and and just get back to the house, phoned them and that was kind of it then and away we went. Amazing. And how have you found it? First season of management, enjoying it? Yeah, really enjoying it. It's, look, it's tough. Yeah. It is, it's, it's... What's the toughest part? Getting beat. Yeah. Um, dealing with dealing with that uh, probably and finding a way not to take that home that I think I'm getting better at I think Gordon's helped me massively on that um, we've had a heavy one big heavy defeat that everyone knows about um, and he sat with me for two hours that night um, in my office and just sat and again he just I'm not telling stories because it's not right for me to sit and tell you what Gordon was telling me but he's talking about things in his career things have went wrong and how he's handled it and the things he's not felt he's handled right and that would a bit maybe have been like getting home and being in a bad mood with Leslie and the kids or whatever yeah. what he's saying to me so I've been beat 6-2 off United my first derby devastated and he's like hey man look, get somebody to watch your kids take them she's out for a meal go to the pictures uh-huh. I'm sitting going like is he being serious like because should I not be going and watching the game, game uh-huh. but he said and, and he is do you need to do that but what he's saying is go and process it in your mind because the one thing he says you'll hurt it's going to hurt you mm-hmm. and that, it'll hurt you every day I think I'm getting better um, but people it's tough yeah um, all, all, all that but they're getting beat the pressure the, the stick for the fans I think is fine um, again it's it can overwhelm you if you let it get to you but I think you've got to just it's you've got to be balanced with it when things are going right, you're getting loads of praise and, and whatever and, and when things aren't going going so right then they're going to criticise you and they've got a right because mm. they pay their and I, I, I I've come out and said this a lot that and loads of people have tried to trip me up with the fans being at Dens and saying that they got on getting on the players' back, is it is that make it harder for you as a manager, is it harder for the players to perform? Well, I don't buy into that. I've played there, you've played there. It's the same at every ground. If, yeah. if you're not getting the fans something to cheer, they're going to go on again, rightly so. So let, these let, guys want to go on and play at a higher level. They're going to need to deal I, with it. Uh-huh. And let, let's give the, let's give them something to be proud of. Yeah. Now we drew with Allah, but we were, I think we, we about just only five six weeks ago, and it's the best atmosphere I've seen at Den since a derby years ago. Right, like taking out the derbies, uh-huh. and we drew up. We drew with Allah. Now we could have. I think we had something like twenty odd shots in goal. And it was just one of the nights, but they could see, and we were giving them excitement. They were, we were good football, good stuff. One of the, and it's that's the team talk after the game when you go, I can't see anything. Yeah. There's nothing apart from like, on another night you win that game comfortably. And Peter comes in and says the same thing that the Allah goal has a a world day. Aye, so that that's fine. But we gave them. Now if we we could have beat Allah one 0 
and being rubbish and they, they would have been burners. Uh-huh. So we need to find that balance where we're, they're, they're proud of us that as a club, the fans are getting behind us and they're buying into what we're doing. They're seeing the young ones coming through for the academy, which works, which going on in there with Gordon all the way down is great. And then getting to first team level, can we get our young ones in? Can we get them playing? Can we get good football, but winning football? All that. So yeah. Then all that comes into your head and you have to pick a team on a Saturday and you just need to win. Because it's had the championship as well. United have been relegated. It's took them, what, three or four years to get... Well, it looks like they're going to go back up this year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's no... No, a lot of teams come down and they're flying straight away. You know, it's Hearts. a rebuilding job, isn't it? Hearts are, Hearts the, same. are the only team that done it. Then they got a fifteen point or whatever it was deduction. Yeah, they went down, um, and so they had planned for it. I think Ross County done it, but their managers had ten games in charge at the end of the season to plan for it. Rangers didn't get it at first time. Hibs took a while. Then the United have took a while. So look, that's no me saying we we're happy to take a while because we're not. We no. went out it, but. We're, we're realistic in how hard this league is as well and we weren't we were under no illusions at the start of how hard it was going to be yeah, we knew it but, and Gowser's come out and say that other players have come out and say that, that they've been surprised but he's played in the Premier League all his life yeah. so he's maybe in a position to say he's been surprised with that league but I'd seen enough of it to realise just how tough it was and look I think the stuff we're doing we're going in the right direction I hope you do it mate all the best of labs we love that cheers, 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 cheers mate